You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. Who are you? For the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Chief ass whoopers, sorry sons of bitches. And movie and entertainment. Beer drinkers. Among beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. JJ Sexy. Guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. After what I would have to say, one of the weakest NXTs in that show's continuing history. This being, of course, the next to final episode. Next week is the finale of NXT Season 2. And I got to be honest here. I. I'm just not feeling the show. I, this was the next to last episode, okay? Next week, again, finale. So rather than showcase the talents of the three finalists, Caval, Michael McGillicuddy, and Alex Riley, we have a stupid trivia challenge, which means dick all in the world of professional wrestling, so you don't know your WWE history. Wow. Big fucking whoop. Instead, they decided to showcase a match, and it was a good match, mind you, between dashing Cody Rhodes and Montel Vontavious Porter. Simply because, well, and, and I don't have this clip. Well, I, actually, I think I do. Let, let me, let me, let me, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Let me play you what set everything up in the night Matt Stryker calling down the three rookies and letting them cut promos. And I'll explain to you how the match happened tonight. The only match that took place on this card between MVP and dashing Cody Rhodes. And congratulations. Now, 12 weeks ago, we started with eight rookies, all with a dream to become the WWE's next breakout star. And now, with next week being our season finale, we're down to our final three. I'd like to hear from each of you. How does it feel to make it to the finals of NXT? Michael McGillicuddy, come on. How does it feel? Take a look around. Look at all these people around here. <laughs> Man, I love my job. This 
is the greatest job in the world. And these are truly the greatest days of my life. I'm in the finals of NXT. I owe a lot of my success to my pro, Kofi Kingston. I love you, Kofi. And the fact that I get to perform in the same ring as my father did makes it all worth it. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Alex Riley, you're a finalist. How do you feel? Well, frankly, Matt, I expected to be here. Easy, easy. Let's take this opportunity to examine what this contest is really about. Okay, this contest is about finding the next breakout star. Which means in the WWE, total package. Now, whether you people like it or not, I am that total package. I look the part, I walk the part, and I damn sure talk the part. Now, what we're going to have here in two weeks is we're going to have my pro, ex-pro, The Miz, with a Money in the Bank contract that he can cash in whenever he wants. And we're going to have NXT winner Alex Riley with a pay-per-view opportunity at a title shot whenever he wants. And Sheamus, if you're watching, which I know you are, you better hope I don't get there first. Because if I do, you're dismissed! Alex Riley's awesome. The entire... So they heard comments from both Michael McGillicuddy and, of course, Alex Riley saying that when he wins this contest, he's going to be cashing in his shot against Sheamus for the WWE Championship. The only thing missing from Michael McGillicuddy's speech was when he said that he loved Kofi Kingston. Kofi standing up and saying, Michael, the McGilla buddies love you too. But unfortunately, that did not happen. Now it gets interesting, folks. Now we get to hear the controversial comments of Caval. Well, if you could call them controversial. Package has it all. Caval, you've made it to the finals of NXT. How does it feel? I'll tell you right now, the feeling is almost indescribable. I can't thank the WWE Universe for the support that they have shown me throughout this entire season. The bottom line is competing at the highest level. I was ready to celebrate last week, but all of that was ruined because of one pro. One pro who was upset that his rookie was eliminated from the competition. What he should have been was upset at himself for not doing a good enough job to get his rookie into the finals. And that pro happens to be Cody Rhodes. Cabal, cabal. Mind your tongue. I wouldn't dare. Hold on one second. You want to talk about dare? You have the nerve. You want to dare to disrespect the WWE universe when you didn't even earn your way into the company. You got here because of your father. (laughs) Is that is that what you believe, Caval? I actually I'm interested to know what else you believe in. I mean, besides 
booster seats and really bad promos. Go ahead, tell me what you believe in. Hey, you want to do all this talking? At least I'm one of the last of a dead breed. I earned my way into this company. I earned my way to perform on this stage, and I earned my way to perform for the WWE Universe. If you want to continue doing all that talking, it's easy to do it from 50 feet. Why don't you do it man to man and get your butt right in here? I like the moxie of the rookie Cabal. Cabal, I am just floored at your originality. I mean, insulting my heritage. I got here because of my original. You know, Cabal, I, I'm going to try to put this as politely as I can, you are, you're the gum that I scrape off the bottom of my boots. <laughs> you, you, Napoleon, are but a wee little rookie, and I, I am a pro. So my answer, my answer, is no. Actually, I, I think his answer was bark, 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 bark. Uh, What a nice call out there by Caval. Uh, you know, stepping up to the plate, challenging Cody Rhodes to a match, but Cody saying he's the gum on the bottom of his boot, not worthy of his time because he's just a lowly little Napoleon complex rookie. Wow. Dashing Cody Rhodes, ladies and gentlemen. But the plot thickens. Shocking. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Time out, Cody. I, I, I can't just stand by and let this go down. Caval steps up like a man and issues you a straight-up challenge, and you say no? Man, what's wrong with you, man? I don't, what's your I, I don't, I don't think this... I don't think this concerns you, Montel. What is Caval sleep at the foot of your bed? Isn't that <laughs> the job for his, uh... his babysitters? You know what? Caval does not sleep at the, 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 the foot of my bed, yeah. though he is my dog. These are not his babysitters. But, um, you know, I, I just, I'm going to just be real. This whole season of NXT, I've been sitting up here and watching you act just like a little... Hey, oh, easy, easy. I, I, I'd, watch, I'd watch your tongue, MVP. I'd watch your tongue. Well, I tell you what, how about you watch it for me? Since Caval isn't on your level and you're not willing to accept the challenge from him, why don't you accept the challenge from somebody who is? Cody Rhodes versus MVP tonight. Yeah. You know what? Just to shut all of you up, I accept. All right. I accept. will compete in the WWE. Yeah, yeah, we get the gist of it, Striker. We understand. So this is basically the setup for the whole night. Rather than, uh, you know, focus on the NXT rookies, aside from this from this little diatribe that basically breaks down to Cody Rhodes and MVP in a match later on in the night, we now come back from commercial break and I'm not even going to play this segment. I don't even care. They did a trivia, stupid game show. 
with Matt Stryker, of course, as your cheesy-ass game show host, which he's quite good at. I'm sure he could have done a better job uh, than Chris Jericho if Matt Stryker would have been the one to, to be on downfall. Just putting it out there. But we do this this stupid competition. I don't even remember who won, to be honest with you, because I was having issues with my uh, my primary stream on Justin.tv. But I know that going into the in the in the two rounds, um, it appeared that Alex Riley had absolutely no points whatsoever, and they went into this uh, this particular third round, and Caval ends up winning the contest, and of course Michael Cole shitting on it, saying, "Oh, he's internet creation, blah 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 blah," just like Michael Cole does each and every week. So nothing new there, and this was the way that you basically highlighted the talents of your NXT rookies one week before this show and this season is done. Wow. I'm impressed, WWE. That's awesome booking. It's like you guys just didn't give a shit. It's like, "Eh, we got Cody and MVP. Let's just throw them out there without the rookies and let them dominate 40 minutes of the show. Well, congratulations. You succeeded on that. You absolutely succeeded on taking the focus away from the three guys who are in the finals of this competition. We couldn't have seen a triple threat match tonight. We couldn't have seen maybe anything other than what we saw. Not that I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that MVP and Cody was a bad match. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. The problem was, what was the point of it? We could have seen this on SmackDown this week. It should have been about the rookies. Maybe the rookies could have had three matches against pros tonight. Who knows? But the way that they went about it, I thought was pretty shitty. It's like, oh, well, we're taping this show. We're going uh, to China. Let's just put something together really cheaply and and not really focus on the guys that this needs to be built around. So I give this show a D tonight. Congratulations, a D. A D. Final episode going into, or excuse me, the next to last episode going into the season finale. And that's what you give us. Unbelievable. And you guys wonder why the ratings on these shows tank. I mean, what a waste of my time. What a waste of everybody's time that watched it. You know, can't wait for season three when they have four females and four males. I have no idea how that's going to work out. Unless they have one male and one female win at the end of the season. But then again, after that season, NXT is done. And you're right, Shamma, it is only smoke and mirrors. But that's it. I give this a D for tonight. NXT, I really felt wasn't worth the time. I probably should have just read the spoilers online this week and spent time doing something else. But unfortunately, I I endeavored and covered the product, as I always do, on Unplugged. Just not a very happy person with the McMahon family right now. (sighs) <sighs> but I digress. I guess this time it's uh, it's time to discuss some news. So let's bring on the man with the plan. You know him, you love him. Hardcore Crelly, Chris Kelly of From Headlocks to Headlines. Let me get the music queued up for you, Crelly. <laughs> What's going on tonight, buddy? Oh, man, nothing much. You know what? NXT, um, I actually missed it because, well, I read the spoilers. And when I saw that there was one match, I thought... Yeah, that's not worth watching. So I spent a bit of time on Modern Warfare 2 speed hacking. Yes, I was speed hacking for about an hour, so that is always fun. But, th- but this music, by the way, 
it was. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're an international man of mystery. I mean, you're the Austin Powers of this network, Crelly. Yeah, baby. Two music, I now have two music entrances. This one and my Batcave one. Well, awesome. actually, the Batcave one, we're probably going to adjust a little bit. I I still like the Chris Kelly. <laughs> Invade the fucking show. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But, uh, yeah, um... Let's get, to, let's get to some news. Okay, as we do know, um, Serena was released. La- ooh, ooh, it was made like official last night on websites that she's been released. But apparently, this was made a few days ago to cut her. Um, her release is being compared to the Mickey James um, dismissal from earlier in this year, as both involved matters concerning behavioural problems on the road. Apparently, uh, Serena had been um, warned several times by management to improve her behaviour, aka stop drinking on the road, as it would um, risk her job. Apparently, she just didn't get the idea. So, at this point, they had a cutter. Wow. So, okay, so she got cut because she likes to drink a little bit on the road. And I guess, like Mickey James, she's holding the bus up. Yeah, and did you see this SmackDown a few weeks back when they showed her, showed her in a bar um, drinking in brackets there? Apparently, yeah. that was a pot shot. It was a kind of a shoot, uh, shooty work, a.k.a. Vince Russo style. Yeah, the, WWE tends to do that a lot. I mean, it, for most of you who watched uh, WWE back when Sonny was with the company, and I guess it was her last stint as the manager uh, for Legion of Doom 2000 when they did the whole, you know, Hawk is a drunk and, and uh, draws, or excuse me, Puke is now the new member of, of LOD 2000, and they made it out like Hawk was a big drunk. Apparently that was uh, basically taking shots at Sunny because she had an addiction to pain pill medicine and and liked to do a lot of drinking on the road. And so that was kind of a shot toward her uh, in retrospect. So, I mean, this company does stupid shit like that. I mean, it's just something that they do. It's fun to them. But And and I will credit uh, C.D. C. Bowman for this. Think about it on the side of being business, right? You have this girl who keeps drinking nonstop and Mike often get wasted and make you, and be an idiot on the road, right? This will this will reflect on you. So from a company standpoint, it does make sense to get rid of her. But from a, from a moral part of it, not really. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I understand the point. I mean, if, if you got someone who's on the road uh, being a little careless, not really taking care of themselves, you're an ambassador for the company that you work for. So if you're going out and making an ass of yourself then you're obviously making an ass of the company you work for, too. So, I mean, I can see that argument, but, you know, there's other ways to handle it rather than do stupid skits, you know, like sit down and talk to somebody and say, hey, you got a fucking problem, and we're going to work it out. Or you're going to fucking hit the door and be gone. Well, like I said, apparently she's she been warned a few times over the last few months to stop it. So it it, it did, look, did look, look like the E did try and like, go calm down, chill out, and you can stay on the company. But she kind of refused and thus released. Well, so. on the plus side, she can now go back to Wrestlelicious or she can go be a knockout in TNA. Well, where if she goes, she will be quite welcome because she's not a bad wrestler. I've been watching quite a few of her um, matches on, on the internet. And I was reading, apparently she was in line for a huge push. So you, you do have to feel quite, quite bad for her that her drinking has ruined her um, Drinking, uh, drinking has ruined her push in in the. E. Oh wait, wait, hold, hold on. We we've got some breaking news here, Curly. I, I gotta gotta handle this. Uh, 
According to the Trade Dog, there's a rumor alert going on that uh, Serena and Matt Hardy were backstage, and Matt Hardy showed his newly shaved balls and told her they looked like her head. And upon inspection, she brushed Matt, Har- uh, Matt Hardy's infamous penis, thus causing her termination. So once again, Matt Hardy's penis is involved with another diva getting fired in the WWE. So Serena jobs to Matt Hardy's penis, going the way of the Dodo, Lita, and Maria. Speaking of going away of the uh, Dido, um, apparently the uh, the Nexus will be breaking up in October. The current plan is to have Wade Barrett go for the world title and have a few of the guys push for the tag titles, but they will break up round 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 about October. So, in other words, their new theme song is "We Are Gone, We Are Gone, We Are Gone." We've been phased out. <laughs> yeah, you you could do that, like. And it does kind of make sense that that they lost at, now at Summer Scam if they're going to have a short-term booking. I mean, it, if they if they would be around for like six months, it would make sense for them to go over Team WWE. But to have them lose at Summer Slam now makes sense to to, uh, to show that, 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 that they are weak and kind of put like the crack in in the um, faction to, to have them slowly break up. Well, then then I have to ask the question: Why even bother putting them together and doing something? I mean. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I know that you know Skip Sheffield suffering an injury is is a huge blow to that faction, but the mm. fact that you're now you know I've heard rumors that they want to end it by October. Well, fantastic. I mean, you know these guys are going back to developmental minus Wade Barrett. I think Sheffield might have a shot on the roster when he comes back. I, I see big things in him if he can stay injury free, and that's you know. As big a guy as he is, and, you know, like I said, he's a walking wellness violation. When you're on the roids, you tend to get injured very, very easily. Look at guys in the past who've been roid monkeys. Triple H, anybody? How many times we pulled a quad? How many times we come back from injury? Fucking three times the size we were. Think about it. Scott Steiner's another one. Roid freak, how many times in Scott Steiner's career did he actually have a career when he wasn't injured? Think about it. Mm. But apparently... uh the whole idea of Nexus was was not to get them all, all over on the main roster. The idea was to get two of them over, one being Wade Barrett. So you can pick either Daniel Bryanson or um, Skip Sheffield as a guy that they want to get over as well. So it, it doesn't make sense, but it's kind of annoying because if they had booked, booked this long term, they could have had a pretty good storyline. But, but to end it by October kind of is annoying. And... As far as Skip Sheffield, apparently he 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 will be taken out off TV by a backstage attack. That that won't, that won't be shown, but apparently they they basically say that he was attacked by the Nexus because he, he was a weak, a weak link. Really? Because he he was pretty much the one that won the match in uh, in that tag team match, wasn't he? Yeah, like knowing the he went when they they always say that that he lost the match um, at a house show and the Nexus got upset and beat him up. Well, I say we got rid of uh, Skip Sheffield because he was a weak link in the team. No, I, that's stupid. But whatever. If that's how they want to explain it, that's fine. Why don't we, you know, heaven forbid we say, well, you know, Skip Sheffield suffered an injury at our show in Hawaii, and now he's got to rehab and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, let, let's just make it an attack angle. Why not? You know, what the hell? What else do we have? Um, do you remember a few weeks back we bring up that new wrestling company down in Florida? Apparently, um, it was meant to debut in September, but it's been pushed back to January. So people 
are already questioning if it's going to happen. So that company that was meant to be big and have tons of money might not be going anywhere. Well, I know there's a lot of people in TNA that had some interest, and I mean, who can blame them when you think about it? Because you know you're bringing in all the hardcore guys from ECW and giving them jobs, and kind of putting the other guys on the back burner. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Will Pond Group if they are going to do this wrestling uh, fed like they've talked about. I know they've approached Jericho and have tried to get him, and there's a couple other big names. You know, I think Booker T has signed with them to do something, which. You know, as a free agent, Booker T's fine to be out there. You know, he's got he's got you know twins at home. You know, with Charmel, so he doesn't really have to work a lot of dates to do much. I just think it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of transpires. Yeah, if they can get it off the ground by like next year, it'd be interesting. But there's people always doubting it, saying, mm, "I'm not sure. It's taking time." But I think people don't have to understand that it does take quite a long time to get a wrestling company up on TV and have a trustworthy fan base. Just ask TNA. TNA do not have yet a trustworthy fan base. They have, what, about a million fans that watch them each week? Well, yeah, you, so you, you, can't, you can't just throw out some advertising, book an arena, and expect people to come flocking to your show. I mean, it, it's a slow build. And honestly, if they're going to do this, they should start off small and do a couple indie shows to get some interest out there. And then from that, build a promotion. I mean, you should never just open the doors and say, oh, yeah, we're the new company in town. Come see our show. And then five, ten people show up, and you're kind of fucked. I mean, you've got to really go out there and do some aggressive marketing, which is one of the things that TNA doesn't do. They don't aggressively market. Well, they have um, signed a brand-new advertisement manager. So let's hope that he can actually send out flyers and cards and promotion for that company. But speaking of TNA, apparently... um, the Sandman no-showed the tapings um, Monday night and tonight, so apparently he's not in the best graces with right now with, with TNA. Well, okay, as far as being in the best graces of TNA, if they don't fucking like tell him to go fuck himself because they just gave his dumb ass a contract and the motherfucker can't even uh, get his ass to the arena where he's being paid to fucking show up and wrestle then this is the reason the Sandman was probably let go in the first place from the WWE because he's not fucking reliable and the guy's a fucking hack. So there, there, is, there is clarification right there that the motherfucker can't even show up for a fucking show after he just got a contract with the company. This guy just needs to go fucking work at a local retail store or on the fucking street as a bum. Give me a break. I think Sandman was released from the E because he was involved with some, like, some trouble with the crowd. Like, do you know, do you know his, his entrance when he came through the crowd? Apparently, there was some lawsuit from some woman who was upset that he, that he got that um, he hit her with his um, cane. So that's why he got released from the E. But it's interesting who they've chosen to replace him in the faction. Right? They've chosen a guy that's not that has no ECW history at all. The Brian Kendrick. <laughs> that's awesome. So the Brian Kendrick. Is taking oh my god that that's awesome, you know. As CJ says, maybe he can go work at the Olive Garden with PJ Polacco. Um, speaking of people who are drinking and doing drugs, apparently TNA um, did a drug wait, test. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm just reading the chat. You can't work as a bum, JJ. Shama, that is absolutely incredulously wrong. I see panhandlers all the time walking up and down the streets begging for money and believe it or not people actually pay them so you actually can get paid being a bum it does happen 
Well, speak, speak, you know what? I, I wish I could speak properly. Apparently, TNA um, did drug tests um, on Monday night, um, which is interesting considering RED has just been written off TV. Oh, wait a minute. Now it makes sense. Now I understand why the Sandman didn't show up. <laughs> you were scared of the drug tests. That makes absolutely fucking perfect sense, people. Now, if we think about drugs in TNA, now I'm not saying anyone does them. But there's a few guys, a few big jacked-up guys in TNA that might want us to be st- start running away from Orlando. No, Rob see, Terry. Yeah, most notably, I think Rob Terry uh, wasn't there at the show. He had a doctor's excuse and couldn't make it. Ken Anderson was noticeably late, obviously trying to Quite avoid the drug testing as well. <laughs> um, let me see, who else in that company is kind of roided up and we know he's on something? Well, let me see, Je- was, was Jeff Hardy there? Let me check. Um, I th- yeah, yeah, he was. He was on the main event. Oh, well, they must not be testing for pot. No, they put they put, went to do the drug test, and the test goes, "Nah, I'm not going near that." I don't know where that's been. <laughs> good times, good times. Well, you you got to applaud TNA for at least putting on the front that they're going to do drug testing. Yeah, but it, it, it's a bit bit like the WWE drug testing. The main guys might get tested, but the results get lost in the post. Hmm. So, so we might never know the, the drug test results for Jeff Hardy, RVD, um, Ken Anderson. But, and I, I'm, doubt, I'm doubtful that they will actually probably post the, the, the uh, drug test results. They're probably claiming that they couldn't afford the posting and packaging for the, for, the, for the tubes and that every one of the talent is clean. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sure that I'm sure that you know people uh, that didn't show up are, are clean too. I mean, uh, you know, Rob Terry, yeah, he doesn't do any kind of substances, does he? Absolutely not. No, Mister, let's take a steel chair to the head and get shit and get in shit out of trouble backstage. But yeah, that's all the news for this week. It's been oh, and Kaylee Burchill had a tryout match for TNA last night. Very cool. I, you know, I I did kind of peruse the internet a little bit today and. I know Trey Dog is listening in the chat, but um, there was a very interesting column written today by his favorite person in the world, Mark Madden. And I'm going to say it now. It was a good read. Yeah, I don't often head over there, but if you give it a good review, I might have to head over there and read it. Well, it kind of gives you one of those Arsenio Hall moments, you know, things that make you go, hmm... By any chance, are the words TNA the first uh, word in that column? Yeah, and and according to the article, he basically, uh, he doesn't give names or sources, but he does kind of say that certain TNA superstars have said this, 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 and this. It's not a terribly too long article, but I really enjoyed reading that article, and I can't wait to hear Trey just go off go off on a tangent when he finally does read that and you know maybe we can peruse Mark Madden into coming on Wrestling News Live cuz I, I think the two of them would probably have uh, a lot of fun talking about things yeah that that show might actually go about 6 hours if if you if Mark Madden and uh Trader get at it but it's interesting oh and one other note they did demask demask the biker chick but i won't reveal who it was but if you want to know head over to from headlocktedlines.com, the official news source of the Sunday Night Network. 
You bastard. How dare you give a spoiler alert? Now I'm going to have to go fucking look. Or maybe, maybe I'll just wait till Thursday. I don't know. No, it won't be revealed until not this Thursday, but the Thursday after. Damn it, you, Crelly. <laughs> but on that, on that teasing note, I shall depart so you can go, carry on with the Unplugged and talk about video gaming SVR 2011. Yeah, I, I think uh, we'll go ahead and bring Sean on the show. and Well, actually, we're going to take our commercial break and get a little bit of gaming news. And then uh, here in a little bit, we're going to be joined by uh, the webmaster here of SNS, Mr. Charles Shane, and kind of get some thoughts on SmackDown uh, versus Raw 2011 from him as well. So on that note, I'm being told you have to sing, Crelly. <coughs> Mario, what? Sorry, sorry, what? You're breaking it out. <sighs> yeah. Crelly. Yeah, what? Crelly. Feast. Crelly. No, no. Sing a fucking song, Crelly. Do you need music? What What do you need? Crelly, I know you're still there. Don't even fuck with me. Okay. All right. I guess CJ Bowman will be doing the Headlocks Lounge by himself this Friday when it debuts here on the SNS Radio Network. On that note, we'll take a quick commercial break, come back, and discuss some video gaming with the sensational Sean. guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. You want some? Come get some. You're either next us or you're against us. Awesome! Get out of my way. All it's going to take is one RKO. WWE Shop.com, the home of official WWE merchandise. For a limited time only, WWE Shop has reduced prices on all t-shirts. Pick up your authentic top rope or basics tees while this special offer lasts. Be a champion means you write your name in the book of WWE history. To be a champion means I'm awesome. To become champion made me who I am today. Being champion means that I am the best. Now, on a night where every championship will be defended, whose moment has come? 
WWE Night of Champions, live Sunday, September 19th, only on pay-per-view. one of the most interesting words in the English language today is the word fuck. Out of all the English words that begin with the letter F, fuck is the only word referred to as the F word. It's the one magical word that just by its sound can describe pain, pleasure, hate, and love. Fuck, as most words in the English language, is derived from German, the word flicken, which means to strike. In English, fuck falls into many grammatical categories. As a transitive verb, for instance, John fucked Shirley. As an intransitive verb, Shirley fucks. Its meaning is not always sexual. It can be used as an adjective such as, John's doing all the fucking work. As part of an adverb, Shirley talks too fucking much. As an adverb enhancing an adjective, Shirley is fucking beautiful. As the object of an adverb, Shirley is fucking beautifully. As a noun, I don't give a fuck. As part of a word, abso-fucking-lutely, or in-fucking-credible. And as almost every word in a sentence, fuck the fucking fuckers. As you may realize, there are very few words with the versatility of fuck. As in these examples describing situations such as, fraud, I got fucked at the used car lot. Dismay, aw, oh, fuck it. Trouble, I guess I'm really fucked now. Aggression, don't fuck with me, buddy. Difficulty, I don't understand this fucking question. Inquiry, who the fuck was that? Dissatisfaction, I don't like what the fuck is going on here. Incompetence, he's a fuck off. Dismissal, why don't you go outside and play hide and go fuck yourself? I'm sure you can think of many more examples. With all of these multi-purpose applications, how can anyone be offended when you use this word? We say, use this unique, flexible word more often in your daily speech. It will identify the quality of your character immediately. So say it loudly and proudly. Fuck you! the greatest baby somebody better call my mama listen to unplugged right here on the sns radio network of course i am jj sexay and i'm being joined by 
the one, the only, my guru of gaming, ladies and gentlemen, the sensational Sean is in the house, and somebody better call his mama. Why they even call my mama? Work with me, Sean. Come on. Call my mama, bitches. That's better. Kind of. Okay. So wh- what's on your mind tonight, my friend? Uh, first, I want to clear something. Um, Crowley said that apparently the release of Sandman from the WWE was due to him hitting somebody with the cane. That is completely incorrect. The reason why Sandman was originally released by the WWE was he got into an argument with the with agent Ricky Steamboat, Steamboat which led to his release. It wasn't the fact that he hit somebody with his cane. It was uh, the the fact he spit some of his beer onto uh, one woman and she sued was was one reason why he uh, he got kind of on the line there. But when him and Ricky Steamboat got into a suspension or got into an argument, that was the end of the line and Vince said he was gone. Well, that, that is true, but there was also an incident, uh, and Curly does bring this up at One Night Stand, <clears throat> where I think someone inadvertently got hit with the kendo stick, and there was a lawsuit pending uh, with the WWE, and I think that has a lot to do with it, too. That's what Crelly was really talking about, but you're both well, right. Some, some kid grabbed his cane and started smacking himself with it. I remember that. Well, but still, I mean, that's that's where the lawsuit basically comes from. So, Okay. I, I, I just remember that being on the, the biggest news. Um going through different things today i've got a few news and i got a few uh, a new list that was popped out by ign and then some movie news that was uh come off pretty cool um i'm going to start with uh gaming news of course uh halo reach uh for anyone who is interested which is pretty much everybody as is uh, has interested. already been real i'm what? not in- i'm not interested really at all and eh, yeah whatever uh halo reach has already been released uh by pirates uh, it has been grabbed, downloaded. Dar, we've got the Halo Reach. Dar, you'll be walking the plank if you try to take me copy of Halo Reach mateys. Har, 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 har. Okay, thank you. Well, you said pirates. Um, I just wanted to set the mood. Yeah, but uh, apparently um, Microsoft has is investigating it, and apparently there was a security exploit that was allowing people to grab the file from the uh, from Xbox Live itself, where that file sat for the people who were going to review it, um, people were getting doing a security exploit and getting it from that. So Microsoft has, uh, I believe, taken it off their uh, their website and all that, and is now investigating the matters. But anyone who has a copy of Halo Reach and you are online playing, which is stupid. Um, you will be hereforth banned by that Xbox. You will not be allowed to play Xbox Live anymore from that Xbox. That's called theft by receiving, bitches. It's called uh, you're stupid for playing online. But um, the, apparently there was a new thing that came out called the PS Jailbreak, um, where you could jailbreak your PS3 and basically do whatever... Do whatever you want with it. Um, it was a rumor about it, but apparently it's real. And uh, apparently it's on a flash drive, and it is sold out. Uh, apparently this flash drive became so such a huge hit that uh, it's sold out in a matter of a couple days. And um, if you're caught using it, your console will be banned. So lots of banning going on. 
by both companies this this month. Um, but uh, Sony is definitely cracking down on that and has said if you're caught with anything missing from your PlayStation uh, during any scans that they do on your system, you will be uh, banned by console. So there's another catch of the fact that you're screwed if you play online. Um, ah, this is different. Um, the gamers develop the GDC online award nominees have been announced. Um, looking through this list, uh, nothing really grabs my attention. Sean, what the fuck are you doing? You sound like you're beating off over there. I don't know what you're talking about. There, there's a lot of like background noise and shit going on. Like you're moving. You might hear my fan. Okay, maybe that's what it is. I, I just my fan's on. Couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought maybe you had your dick in the drive again. No, I've stopped playing. I haven't played StarCraft in almost uh, a week. Two weeks now. Borderlands is addicting. By the way, I bought Borderlands for about twenty bucks and got all the DLC with it uh, from Steam. So that's a six, that's about sixty dollars worth of uh, stuff. That's awesome. But um, the only thing that I see that really catches my eye is the best live game, which is an ongoing game. Uh, Eve Online, World of Warcraft, Dungeon Fighter Online, Farmville, and League of Legends. If anything, if Farmville wins this award, I will be highly ticked off because Farmville does not need to be receiving that crap. Uh, if EVE Online or World of Warcraft doesn't win, then we know that there's a new MMO out there to play. So it's definitely going to be a different uh, choice this year for the GDC Online Awards. Um, GameStop apparently missed their earning target which was I just saw it and, and I'm pretty sure that the game the executives at at, uh, at GameStop were quoted as saying no actually the joke was that uh, people didn't want to buy Game Informer they just wanted to play Red Dead Redemption that's the joke Apparently that's on the website, but uh, they made uh, around 1.8 billion dollars in actual sales. GameStop did, and about 3.31.5 percent came from used game sales. So I mean, that's pretty sweet deal. If you're a CEO, you must be pretty darn happy right now, even though it's just below the like three, I think three billion mark that they're looking for. So. It's definitely a uh, a good number to hit is one eight one point eight billion. Well, let me just put it this way: GameStop is on the decline because once they shift to digital media, I mean, GameStop's going to go out of business pretty quick unless they decide to evolve with you know technology. I just I don't really see much else for them. My God, is is the fan right on your microphone? Let me. Let me turn it off very quick. I know you, you probably can't hear what it sounds like, but it's like every other word. Oh, that may have been me breathing also. Who knows? Well, God, are you watching some Jessica Chobot or something on fucking line? I mean, no. Because uh, I mean, that's excusable. I, I can excuse that. That's a good thing. I got a stuffed up nose, too. I think uh, one of the kids got me sick today. 
So I'm kind of. Oh my god! It actually yeah. sounds clear again. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. That was the, it was it was the fan then. So, um, there was a game coming out called This Is Vegas. I don't know if you ever heard about it. Um, it was being made by Midway before they closed down. Um, it was supposed to it was supposed to be just like Vegas itself, where you could play in casinos, go to strip bars, different things like that, and you would work for you can go work at any of these places as a bouncer, as a, a casino rat, whatever you want to be. And uh, apparently Midway spent $43 million on the project before they sold it to Warner Brothers. Well, Warner Brothers Interactive, uh, there's a rumor going around that they have canceled This Is Vegas. Um, Joystick has, can- has contacted Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment for the confirmation, but no... Uh, no full news about that has come out. So um, definitely have uh, let people know about that next week. It was looking to be a uh, good game, I'll have to say, because I was really looking forward to this. Um, That's too bad, man. Sorry to hear that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. My heart bleeds well, for you. Smallest violin yeah. in the world is playing in my hands right now. I'm pretty sure no violin is playing. You're just saying, fuck off. Pretty much. You know, I, I, yeah. did, I did play a promo earlier, you know, uses for the word fuck. I don't fucking yeah, care, heard- Sean. Um, apparently there is controversy coming out from the new Medal of Honor. Apparently in the game, you get to play as the Taliban going against British soldiers. Um, apparently the, uh, British Defense Secretary, Liam Fox, has, uh, called for a countrywide ban on the game outright, stating that it's shocking that someone would think it is acceptable to recreate the acts of the Taliban against British soldiers. Apparently... You don't even kill British soldiers in the game. But uh, EA is saying that they don't care. That they left in the Russian scene in, uh, in Modern Warfare 2. So that if if they, they can leave that in, they don't care. So uh, right now they're just kind of looking at it and... Uh, so so let me let me I want to make sure that I'm I'm totally on the same page with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. As Andy Knowles would say, that was so unprofessional of me, ladies and gentlemen, but I don't really give a fuck here. Um I want to make sure that I'm on the same page with you as far as this game is concerned. So you would play as a member of the Taliban and you would kind of run around and and dig holes and, you know, hide in caves while you're trying to evade the bombings of the United States military. And you would probably play some kind of game with decapitated goat heads because you don't have fucking balls to do anything with. I mean, is that pretty much what we're looking at here? Because to me, that sounds like Rambo 3. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that something around that point. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, we won't know until the game comes out. I mean, I, I've, I've always wanted to play a game where I could run around <clears> and say, Allah Akbar! It's always been a dream of mine, so hopefully that that actually comes to fruition. Awesome. We'll find out. It should be coming out uh, later this year, and we'll find out then because we'll definitely have a review for it right here on on uh, Unplugged. Oh wait, wait, wait a second! And the best part is, if you go into a suicide bombing, like say you blow up a fucking restaurant in Britain, 
You know, like before you die, do you see Allah and does he give you the fucking 20,000 virgins that you've been promised? Because really, that's the only thing that would make me want to go do that. I I hope it would live up to the hype. I don't know. I don't care. It's just I don't care. I'm going to play the game just to play the game. If that's what happens, that's what happens. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely going to be one not on my list to play. I'm going to play it just to see what they changed in the multiplayer. Uh, that's all I care to play. I could care less about what the story is. I just want to play the multiplayer. See how close it is to uh, to Modern Warfare. Interesting. I, I just I kind of hope you get points for shooting other Taliban members. Or maybe you get points for killing yourself. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we'll find out. I'd be totally game to play that. I mean, seriously. Well, we'll find out. Like I said, I'll have a review for it right here. Yeah, you could have um, a, you could have a change of heart, and instead of going to, uh, you know, bomb the Americans or the or the British, you you run back into your clan of Taliban and destroy them all. That that would be an epic game right there. Let me tell you. Uh, IGN has released the top twenty five uh, Xbox three hundred and sixty games. Um, unfortunately, they're only up to sixteen. So let me give you a quick update of what's on the list. Um, number 25 is Super Street Fighter 4. You can. Number... Hadouken! Hadouken! Oh. Apparently, well, there's a little bit of news on that. Apparently, uh, the new DLC will include new characters for Super Street Fighter 4. And apparently, it's going to be uh, Guile. I thought he was already in the game, but apparently he's not. So... Um, Number 24 is Left 4 Dead 2. Okay. No no funny quip on that one? No, not really. Okay, I was, I was waiting. I'm picking my um, moments. Okay. And you're picking your nose, so just continue. <laughs> Number 23 is Splinter Cell Conviction, which uh, I think should have been higher on the list, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be something epic on the, on the top of the list. Um, number 22 is Batman Arkham Asylum. 21 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, 20 is Gears of War. 19 is FIFA 10. 18 is Dead Space. 17 is Halo Wars. And 16 is Assassin's Creed 2. So they're up to 16. Uh, Next week we'll have uh, the full countdown from 15 to 1. So definitely can't wait to see what IGN has uh, added to their list. Very cool. Um... Uh, that's it for gaming news. Uh, I do got a little bit of movie news if we want to jump onto that. Quickly, because I'm, I'm expecting a phone call here momentarily, but uh, break into some movie news. Uh, quickly then, uh, there's a new Ghost Rider film that is going to be uh, coming out. Uh, it's called Ghost Rider Spirit of Dracula, or Spirit of Vengeance, excuse me. <laughs> um, that's what they're calling it. Because I can see how they'd be confused with that. <laughs> IGN, that's what they got on their their top. Um, Apparently, he is going to be... uh, Nicolas Cage is going to be involved in it. Whoa, Pat, I get to be Ghost Rider again. Whoa, dude. I named my kid Kal-El. And And I married Lisa Marie Presley before I divorced her. She divorced me. Whoa. Okay, move on. Okay. And the film is going to be 3D. So... It's going to be shot in Romania uh, later this year. 
uh, a little update on some of the uh, the comic book movies that are coming out. Ant Man is released is set, scheduled for a release date of 2012. Uh, the Avengers set for May 4th, 2012. Uh, the Blade reboot is in a to be determined state, but we are getting a Blade reboot. Why? Apparently, they want to reboot it again. Why? <laughs> Uh, well, Wesley Snipes wasn't a good enough blade for you, motherfuckers. And, and, and yes, Metallopunk, I know it sounds like Keanu, but if you've ever listened to Nicolas Cage, it kind of sounds that way, too. Yeah, he does. Um, Daredevil reboot has uh, has been confirmed, but is in a to-be-determined to state. Uh, Deadpool has been confirmed as a release date of 2011. Oh, I thought maybe it was rebooted, too. I, eh, I don't know. Doctor Strange uh, is still in developmental hell, so there's no telling on when that is going to be released. Uh, Fantastic Four reboot is in a to-be-determined state, but we are getting a Fantastic Four reboot. Um, and, and and let's not forget, as Dashing One Man X in the chat brings us to my full attention, that Avatar is re-released with a whole nine minutes of extra footage, so James Cameron can make another bazillion gazillion dollars. Okay, the only reason why they're re-releasing Avatar is because of um, Alice in Wonderland. That's the only reason James Cameron bitched and complained when Alice in Wonderland beat him in the records. And he was just like, you know what, we're going to re-release it down the road. After it's all come out on DVD, we're going to re-release it. So James Cameron, skip the movie, go to something else. Let's Let's get another... I don't know. Let's get something else. I don't care. Just give me something new, something better. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Trey brings up a very interesting point. What about the news on the WDL movie with Toby Keith as the Trey Dog and John Morrison portraying J.J. Sexay? Is there any news on that one? Because I'm very interested in that in that story, per se. Uh, Not that I see. Just because I want to shake the shit out of Morrison so he'll actually fucking hit a Starship pain correctly, as I would normally do. Okay. Uh, Man, you, you suck. Try it. You absolutely suck. You couldn't even play with that. I mean, just continue on. Just fucking continue I was, on. I was going to say, you can try it if you want, but I'm pretty sure you won't make it off the top rope. Wow. With the spinny thing and all that. Fuck, I'm like the Rodney Dangerfield of internet radio. I get no fucking respect around here. Way to go there, uh, Sean. Continue yeah, on. Whatever. Continue on. Um, the first Avenger, Captain America, will be released uh, July twenty second, twenty eleven. I repeat, next year in July, we will get Captain America for the first time. Woo-hoo. And I am ecstatic to finally get this movie. Um, Incredible Hulk two is dormant. Uh, there's no telling when this will be released. Uh, Magneto is on hold, which it was supposed to be like the um, the Wolverine. Origin film. Mm-hmm. Magneto was supposed to get his own. That has been placed on a hold right now because they want to get through uh, X Men First Class. Well, um, that that and, part- Ian, that and Ian McKellen's kind of holding out for you know the Hobbit. Yeah, and I hope he gets it. I really do. Um, the Punisher sequel is unknown at this time, since uh, we don't really have anybody to take the film. Um. Don't really care about that movie. Silver Surfer is unknown at this time. (laughs) Of course, this is the next one. Spider-Man reboot. 
Uh, release date, July 3rd, 2012. Don't really care about that. Cool. I'll get to see a shitty Spider-Man before I die in 2012. That's awesome. Yeah. So is that is that pretty much it for the movies? I got one more. All right. Uh, Thor, May 6, 2011, next year. So they're really getting along with the uh, getting the Avenger films done so that we can go ahead and get this done, get this ready. But that's it. Very cool. On that note, we actually do have a call coming in uh, here to Unplugged. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, what's going on? Hey, it's Charles Shane. Oh, pardon my voice. I've been sick since I got back. Yeah, you you had uh, quite the trip a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I got to check out SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 for the first time. Now you got the uh, the hands-on experience, and, and I want to go ahead and, and make a retraction and a correction from last week. Uh, before the news had broke, I was basically talking about, I, I assumed that the uh, next creative finisher position was going to be from uh, the rear, and apparently that was not the case. In fact, it's now from the top turnbuckle. So, And you actually had commented you could make a, a Pepsi plunge from that position, correct? Uh, don't want the article? Yeah. No, that article, uh, that was written by somebody else. Okay. But yeah, you can make a Pepsi plunge. We did make one while we were there. Very cool. So that's uh, that's definitely shaping up to to be a very interesting aspect of the gameplay. I mean, now we've got finishers from obviously the uh, the top rope. We've got them from the front, and now we've got them from the turnbuckle. So hopefully, I can make a couple of variations of the awesome bomb, and maybe a couple top rope pile drivers. That'll be fun. Yeah, I love to see the, the finishers from different positions. Really, I mean, it grows and grows every year. I mean, this year they have the corner, but they've also updated the front finisher position where you got more animations in there now we didn't get to mess with it but they assured us that the front finishers have more animations top rope finishers have more animations so as they go and they add a new position every year they do and will continue to update the other positions as well now as as far as the hands-on feel of the game uh you know graphically it looks it looks like a million bucks but i've also heard the gameplay has changed up a little bit yeah they went ahead and uh, switched around the controls a little bit it feels a little weird at first uh, for people used to the, they're actually hardcore fans that play it every year, you are going to feel a little bit weird at first, especially when we were kind of surprised that every time we're used to hitting B to pick the gap off the mat, which B is now your pin button. So at first, everybody was pinning each other right off the bat, and they're just trying to pick the gap off the mat. So that's that's different. And grapples, strong grapples are no longer tied to the RB button anymore. They're actually tiered. Uh if you look at uh, some of the videos and screenshots out there, for the momentum bar underneath your character now, it's not a half circle anymore. It's an actual bar, and you'll see it split into three different sections. And depending on what section you're in, that depends on what strong grapple moves you're allowed to do. So right at the beginning of the match, when it starts, you can't go and bust out a strong grapple. You've got to throw in some quick grapples first to get that momentum up a little bit before you can start busting out your strong moves. I mean, because it's very rare that you'll see somebody start a match and they start it off with a power slam. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the questions in the chat room, or actually one of the statements from uh, Clinton Bowman, he heard it was similar to Legends of WrestleMania. No, no. I didn't get that feeling at all. Which, truthfully, if I got that feeling, I'd actually be pretty ticked off. Yeah, I mean, you know, from everything I've heard, it, it in my opinion, it sounds a lot like uh, classic PS1 game, uh, Power Move Pro Wrestling. Yeah, like at first, when you first start doing it, it... We weren't even paying attention to it too much because the first match we played was we wanted to check out the new Hell in the Cell, which for people don't know is finally full size and actually have a weapon and everything else in it. 
so we weren't really paying attention to the grapple moves because we were just trying to do all the new stuff in the cell. And then we were finally like, wait a minute, is this some kind of restriction for the cell? We can't do our power, we can't do our uh, strong grapples. And we notified now, we realized that, oh, yeah, they got the new momentum, or not the new momentum, but they got the new positions in there where you have to build your meter up. But, yeah, it doesn't feel weird at first. I mean, it does feel weird at first, but then once you get used to it, it's just like, you know, the controls being switched around. And to me, it's not that big of a deal, but I'm sure there's, there's always someone out there that doesn't like something new. Oh, yeah, I'm sure after one match, you'll probably get the learning curve down pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the build we were playing by far is was an early build. Uh, they only had three match types in it. They had Money in the Bank, they had the new Home in the Cell, and they had the uh, tables, ladders, and chairs because they wanted us to mess around with the new physics engine that they got tied to all the new weapons and whatnot. Well, that's 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 pretty cool. I, I, I mean, I, I had heard rumors they're not going to do a demo. I saw an interview with Brian said they're probably not going to do yeah, a demo. Yeah, there's going to be no demo. Okay, that's what I thought. So, Those of you who are hoping they, for They are demo. looking to change that, though. Okay. Uh, and the way I heard it put out there is when they said they're looking to change it, they look, hopefully, starting next year, they'll have a demo every year. It seems like they're really trying to go with the way EA usually does their games. I mean, it's very rare that an EA game will come out and you don't have a demo. Right. So it seems like they want to stay on par with that. Oh, excuse me. Um, let me see. Something else that I kind of read about, maybe you can explain it a little bit. I, I heard that there was a, a feature that they're going to be doing that's basically a time machine mode when you're playing the road to WrestleMania. That way you don't have to go back in and kind of branch back into playing uh, the story all over again. You can go back to key moments where you had to make a decision, and then this obviously you have to unlock this, but once you go back in, you can uh, unlock that time machine and kind of go back to where you made your choices and kind of change things around a little bit. Yeah, they they showed us like a when they're showing us some of the video clips and they show us a little presentation before they actually let us have some hands on time. They showed in one of the little video clips for like a split second, and I believe they paused it and they showed the actual time machine and they and they told us they said this looks weird, like it ain't gonna make sense now, and they give us a little insight on it. Yeah, that's pretty much what you're gonna be able to do. You're gonna be able to travel back and change things around and stuff like that in the road to WrestleMania. But also with the road to WrestleMania, it really does look even more. I mean, did you enjoy the road to WrestleMania in the previous years? Uh, you know what? I did. Uh, in fact, I actually went back and played uh, the Shawn Michaels road to WrestleMania just yesterday and went back through that because apparently I was missing something. I was trying to get all my achievements for this game. I'm still lacking too, but I didn't have all the items and apparently I had to go through and, uh, win JBL's alternate attire, which I hadn't done previously. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you probably already know, for, but I'll, I'll run down real quick for people who don't. Uh, the Road WrestleMania this year is they're taking elements from past SmackDown games that people have wanted to see return, where the stuff you're doing backstage in the cutscenes and stuff, it's not all where, okay, boom, match is over, and then I'm going to watch a cutscene with this person, you know, with this person or whatever, and then we're going to have another match. Now you can actually free roam and walk around backstage and go to different points in the backstage to trigger new events backstage. So you have more control over what you want to do with your character backstage and kind of more control of where the storyline is going to progress. And then there are branching points depending on, okay, if I go over here and do this, or if I go over here and do this, that's going to branch a story to where if you play the next time and do the other way, it's going to be different. So they're actually giving you some free roaming backstage where you can do stuff and you see in some of the video clips they have out there of, like, Randy Orton, RKO, and John Cena on the table and stuff. So 
it seems like they're pulling a lot of that stuff from the old SmackDown that people really wanted, which is nice. That's cool. I, you know, I can remember going back and playing, uh, what was it, SmackDown Just Bring It, when you could kind of walk backstage yeah. and make fun of Maven's No Eyebrows. So it, it's kind of... It, it, so basically, it, it, it's similar to, to that feel, but you can actually, like, uh, you know, Stephanie McMahon is having a conversation with Triple H. You can kind of eavesdrop on it, or you might jump somebody in the back or get jumped. That that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see, like, them to show more in-depth of the road WrestleMania because we didn't have any hands-on time with that. They just showed us, like, a little presentation about it along with some other stuff. But, yeah, I'm really interested to see how just how far you can actually go with the whole roaming backstage and whatnot because it, it looks really, really interesting. Because I enjoyed the road WrestleMania before. But, I mean, if you're going to give me more control, that's that's even better. My my biggest complaint with Road to WrestleMania is it's it's so short. I mean, I know it's you know Royal Rumble up into Mania, but I mean, I always felt like there were very short stories. Uh, as far as the story designer go, did they mention anything new on that front? Story designer, uh, as far as I know, I mean, as they keep putting all this new stuff in the game, like story designer and all the creative finishers and whatnot. As they go on, they're adding. They're always going to add more stuff. Just like Creative Wrestler, they're always going to continue to add more parts to the Creative Wrestler to help you create people. And, yes, the, we did ask them specifically about when you use your own created wrestlers in Story Designer, how you were limited to how many. They didn't give us an exact number, but they said it is higher. It's still not unlimited like people would want, but it is higher than what it was last year, so you can use a lot more created wrestlers than before. And they didn't mention specifics, but you are supposed to be able to have more things and have more things updated at your disposal for a creative story. That's cool, because I mean, that's a feature that I use a lot, especially with this eFed that I do. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was kind of a bit put off, you know, that you had a, a 10, you know, CAW limit, basically. But at the same time, I do everything episodic anyway, so it's not really a big deal. So if, if they have up that, then that sounds really cool. Yeah, when we asked them about it, they said it, we don't have, we can't, I can't give you like a specific number now, but we, it was 10 last year. It is more than 10 this year. So hopefully it's not like eleven or something. I mean, that'd be crazy. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be lying. He, you know, it's it's one more. So uh, yeah, you're lying. That's true. Uh, let me see. What else was it that was interesting? I, I I read a couple different articles when this basically kind of broke. Um, Superstar Threads is back. They said you've got more control this year. Over. Yeah. I mean, you you still can't you still can't change the outfits per se of the yeah, superstar. It's still colors. Yeah. But that, it's that, colors this time, but. They actually, like last year, people were mad because, like, say, for example, I'll use The Undertaker, my favorite wrestler. There are certain things you couldn't edit on his attire. Like, the, the logo on the side, they would not let you edit that. It stayed the same. So when you change the color of his tights, inside the middle of the logo is still black. So it looked retarded. But they actually went ahead and for each wrestler, and they're saying that they broke it down even more to where pretty, they made it sound like pretty much every section of the wrestler you can change to a different color. So oh, wow. they broke it down that well. That is going to be pretty cool. That does sound pretty cool. And and the the big thing, create a finisher this year, 130 slots. Yeah, they added a lot more slots for create a finisher this year. That's that's a hell of a jump from 30 to to 130. I mean, you know, impressive. I'm glad they did it because, and I, I would be surprised if next year if they add another create a finisher position like. Um, I'm hoping next year they'll do from the back. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done that already. Yeah, I mean, that's... But, uh, that's, that, that's I'm sure they're going to do more. Yeah. 
And I'll be surprised. I will be surprised if they don't up it even more next year because the more positions they add, the more people are going to create the moves and the more spaces they're going to need for, I mean, depending on how many, you can still only have 50 create wrestler slots. They did say that as well. It's still at 50. I mean, but still 50 wrestlers and then you might want to create a finisher for one guy. You might want to finish her from all three positions. That's true. So, and then you can rotate them out and have, you know, this match you're going to use these two finishers or whatever. But the more you create them, I mean, you're going to need more slots for all these guys. Now, I, I want to clear up a misconception because I'm, I'm a little confused on something. As far as the finishers go this year, they've kind of changed it up from what I understand. Um, say you're Randy Orton and you've got the RKO as a finish. Uh, does that enable... You, so you can use it from a running position, from the turnbuckle, anything, and he'll do the RKO. If you're standing up, you can bust an RKO out. Okay. So the, pretty much... In, we actually discussed this a little bit, and people are a lot of people are, I'm, including myself, I'm actually happy they did it this way because, for example, somebody like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, you would have to do a toe kick or something and kick them and daze them, and then when you would do that, you would kick them and daze them and then do the finisher, and then their finishers would kick again and then do the pedigree. Yeah. So it looks retarded because Triple H doesn't kick someone twice and then do a pedigree. Same thing with Austin, he doesn't kick someone twice and then do the thunder. But even though you can out of nowhere pull off your finisher, I mean, if you're on the off or if you're on the defense at that point, you better be paying attention. Knowing okay, he's got a finisher, he's probably going to try to hit the RKO on me. So just like if you were going to try to reverse his grapple, you better try to reverse his finisher. Well, and, and you still and, got kind of the same window. You just got to make sure you're going to time that right at the right time. He's about to hit that finisher on you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I think that works out, and really that helps out too when you're playing online because. I don't know if you've encountered this, but I've had matches with people that I was ready to put them away, and they would run from me so I wouldn't be able to hit that finish. So, I mean, now this kind of negates yep. them doing that. Yeah, most of the time that I play online nowadays, I play on there with people that I know. And we got, I mean, it's not like a, a set, we have kind of like a set of rules of certain things we know we don't do to each other because it's freaking cheap. Yes. Like, sit there and run a full circle around somebody and then clothesline them. <laughs> I, and stupid stuff like that, and people build their guys up and give them some of the cheapest moves ever, and then they sit there and repeat the same move over again five hundred times in a row. Yep. I, I literally uh, yeah, I, play, I play with certain people online, so we don't have to encounter that crap. See that that's really the best way to do it. I was just messing around the other night and wanted to go find a match online, and I did this uh, this tornado tag match with this other guy, and these two guys that we were playing against were the cheapest bastards on the planet. I swear, I got hit with nope. the running DDT non-stop loop for about three minutes i just like said okay well just fucking pin me now be done with it yeah because all the people online and i i did the same thing i came home from uh california and uh a few days when i was feeling sick and everything i freaking just decided to watch wrestling and play some video games and start playing smackdown and got on there and all it is is people just non-stop run circles and do uh, running grapples all day yeah, I'm I'm kind of sick of that gameplay myself. So at least THQ is is making THQ Ukes are making a stride to kind of change some stuff. And as far as the online goes, uh, I've never had a decent online experience. Whether I was playing with someone who I knew or not, because really SVR10 is so fucking laggy online that yep. you know you're sitting there hitting the buttons and two minutes later the shit's happening. So it's it's kind of hard to play a match online. Yeah, it's very rare that uh, anybody will get online with 2010 and actually have a match where it doesn't lag. I mean, everybody's saying, you know, I'd be happy with playing with 2009. 
I mean, whatever you guys did wrong, change it back to 2009. Because 2009, I played all the time, and that was great. But, yeah, every every time I've seen THQ and talked with anybody from there, on the design team and stuff, topic of discussion it always comes up is, what is the online in 2011 going to be like? Because 2010 was atrocious. Nobody could play online at all. I mean, you guys had all this cool created stuff for us to use, but we couldn't even want to use it because nobody could get a good match in. But they're assuring everybody every time we talk about it and bring it up that 2011, is a, their online was a big deal, and they worked on it to where it's going to be good this year. And they said you're going to be able to play great matches. And I will say that when we were there, they actually had us all play like a tournament-style thing. And the tournament matches were actually six players. We were playing six players online in the new Hell in the Cell. So it's actually six players online now instead of four. That's awesome. And so, I mean, it didn't lag when we were playing, but we were all in the same room. So that could be a big thing as well. And I will say this. Last year when they actually sent me a build of the game early, I actually played online, uh, and it worked fine before the game came out. But then when the game came out, everybody had problems. So I'm hoping it's not going to be the same thing where, you know, when designers and developers and media and stuff are playing the game before it comes out, everything's fine, but then when it comes out, it ends up not working again because that's how it felt last year. Like me and other people that I knew from media actually played online against each other, and it worked fine. And then when it came out, everybody had a problem with the play. So hopefully it's not like that this year. That's They're saying that's been a big priority this year. That's something they've really worked online, or they really worked on was the online to make sure everything's fluid and no lag. So, I mean, you can never guarantee 100% that there's going to be no lag. But it's like I said to them and other people, you know, just give us 2009's online back. Whatever you have to do to at least make it play like 2009's, do that. Because with all the new features that you're obviously adding. No, I, I agree with that. As far as as far as match types, did uh, well, I guess you, you only you only had certain match types in the game, like Hell in the Cell and TLC, and what was the other one? Uh, uh, tables, ladders, and chairs. Okay, TLC, yeah. Hell in the Cell, and Money in the Bank. Okay, Money in the Bank. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, I'm just wondering if they added any new match types this year. I, I know that special referees not in this year. Um, that's something I kind of hope they bring back at some point, but obviously not. Uh, there were rumors also that. Let me see. I know the game has over seventy uh, legends. Well, not legends, but superstar, you know, and legends, I guess. And yeah. there's rumors just circulating all around the place that Nexus is in the game, and I have yet to see anything confirmed on that. I know when asked, they've said no comment. I think it's a little early to speculate that the Nexus is in the game. If yeah, any- I have no idea if they're in there. Uh, the only people in our build that we know of were pretty much people that everybody already knows about. Like I mean, we, did, we didn't even have the whole roster unveiled in our build. We had, I believe, a little over 10 wrestlers. Uh, as far as we've been told, uh, by THQ, the roster, I'm not even sure who's revealing it. I, probably, in my opinion, if it has if I guess, it'd be IGN, because they had the exclusive on the show and everything first on that Tuesday. Yep. But that's supposed to happen in September. No hard date in September, but sometime in September, they're going to reveal the roster. Well, yeah, you got to think it's going to be somewhat close. I mean, we're getting down to the wire. It's almost two months to game to the game release. So, I mean, the stuff that people already know now that's new in the game this year. I mean, you got your the new Hell in the Cell. You, and if people, I mean, if you really think about it, when they updated the physics engine, they essentially gave everybody 
uh, quite a few match types already. They gave you a new tables match. They gave you a new TLC match. They gave you a new tables ladder and chairs match. They redid all those matches just by putting the new physics engine in there. Well, now, that's that's the one thing I'm worried about, though. I mean, I, I like the physics engine, but if you're going to have, say, a tables match and you just throw somebody into a table, I mean... And, there's there's going to be some restrictions. Okay, okay. That, that's what I was hoping. When you actually do a tables match, yeah, there's going to be something where you can't just boom right off the bat and it's over. Yeah, and so, I will say for uh, ladder matches, for anybody out there like myself that was totally annoyed by the ladder matches where you climb up there and grab that belt and wait for that uh, you know half-hour meter to drain out, that's finally been corrected. They got rid of the meter altogether. And all you do is when you get up there, it tells you to hit your right joystick up. And once you hit it up, it wants you to hit, pretty much it'll show you another direction to hit the right joystick down and you start actually yanking on the belt. There's no meter. There's no nothing. It's just... You sit there and you play that little mini game of hitting up and down on the joystick until you finally pull it off. And you pretty much never know when someone's actually going to pull the thing off. Oh, that's cool. So it's a nice little guessing game, and it made it a lot funner when we were actually playing it there at the event. Uh, that meter took forever and made me not even want to play a match. Plus, the ladder matches in the past weren't that great anyways. Yeah, my, my, my biggest complaint with that was every time I would play the game and I would get the meter whittled down, I would always find, you know, some way to end up losing the match. The next guy would jump up on the ladder and pull it down because I'd done all the work for him. Exactly. And I will say, the, the physics engine, you know, some people were like, I wonder how that's actually going to, how fun that's going to be. It's actually really awesome to see when you're just playing the game. I mean, of course, it's cool to see people go through tables and stuff like that, no matter what move you're doing. It doesn't have to be a specific table move. You can just do anything. They drop them on the table and it's going to break. But it's cool to see, like, the little things where, say, I suplex somebody and the ladder just happens to accidentally be in the way just a little bit, and it might hit their arm or their shoulder. The, rest, the wrestler will actually sell that his arm just hit that ladder that was laying on the ground. So they will sell every little thing they do when they touch those weapons. So even though there's a chair laying on the mat, people have asked for that for a while. If you body slam somebody on the chair, they're going to sell that they just got body slammed on a chair. So... And same thing if you Irish whip somebody and they you Irish whip them and there's a ladder laying across the middle of the ring, they're going to not just run through that ladder. They're going to realize the ladder is there and they can trip over it and they can actually react to <laughs> what's laying out in front of them. That's awesome. But, yeah, those nice little touches they added with the physics engine, I mean, it's, it's really cool. And just like you see in the video, you can walk up to anything with one of the weapons and interact with that part of the environment with the weapon. So... At any time, you can walk up to the apron on the outside of the ring and lay the ladder up against it and then run up it and run in the ring. You can lay it up against the ropes, lay it up against the corner, pretty much anywhere. The barricade, everything. You can lay the ladders and weapons and tables and stuff up against all that stuff and it all reacts like you would expect it to. See, that that to me sounds fucking fantastic. I'm looking forward to that more than anything. Oh, it is. I mean, we actually, when we were playing, a lot of people were just, Messing around in a match, not really fighting each other a little bit, but not really trying to win. We were just setting up crazy, like, moments with the weapons. Like, stacking up a whole bunch of tables, and then one guy gets on a ladder, and then the other guy runs up the other ladder and clotheslines him off the ladder. He flies out of the ring and goes through all the tables or something. I mean, it's, it's cool just to sit there and just set all that stuff up because how awesome it looks. Now... I had also heard that they've made uh, quite the adjustment to the exhibition. Did they get rid of career mode altogether? Career mode is gone. Okay, that's what I thought. So now the Pretty new much career mode, how you had to, you know, sit there and grind it out and just sit here and oh my gosh, I want to get my Cray wrestler to whatever. You know, most people 
obviously get them to 100 and take them online and be cheap with everyone, but you don't have to no longer do that. You actually, when you create your wrestler, you can, you have, boom, unlimited attribute points. Give them whatever you want. See, that, that's awesome. I mean, I know there's going to be people online that maxed out to 100, but, you know, I mean, yeah. that, that that's, I mean, that's give or take. That happens anyways. So. Yeah. No, that that's cool. I, I like the fact, especially with the eFed that I'm doing, we're going to switch over to SmackDown versus Raw 2011, probably come January. But uh, I like that because now I can go in and make my characters. And really, the best part of that is I can give them their stats or whatever, but they also kind of, you know, basically redid the whole uploading and downloading characters to uh, the SmackDown server because now I'm, I'm hearing you can actually edit the creations. Everything. That, yes. Yep, the only thing you can't, you can download the wrestler, you can edit everything about him, his moves, you know, his entrance stuff, all that stuff. You just can't download somebody's wrestler, edit him, and then re-upload him like it's yours. Which is which is a great idea. Yeah, so once you download him, you can't re-upload that wrestler and act like you actually made him or something. So you can't actually say, oh yeah, I you know, stole this guy's wrestler, but now I'm uploading it and saying it's mine. So once you download it, you can do whatever you want to it, you just can't re-upload it for other people to have. Yeah, I know there's a big thing, especially over there at CauseW.S, that somebody had brought up that you can still like uh, plagiarize somebody's stuff because once you download it, you can see how it's made and then you know make your own. But you know, again, I could care less about that stupid shit. If I want to download somebody, that's fine. I'm not going to sit there and re-upload it and you know take somebody's credit. That's that's not you know what what I do personally. I know there are people out there that do. But, yeah. You know. Now another thing also. Uh, another thing a lot of people look forward to is the paint tool. Yes. There are some pretty freaking amazing people when it comes to that paint tool, just like with the Crater Ruffler, and they make some pretty awesome designs. You no longer have to try to mimic their design because they can upload their design, and then you can download it and use it on anything you want. Which is fantastic. I cannot wait to to download uh, the paint tool stuff. I mean, I'm sure there, there's going to be some great logos out there. You know, I'm, I'm sure that... After it's released, there'll be a hundred different Nexus logos out online the first day. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and the same thing goes for uh, move sets. There's actually a section where you can just download somebody's move set that they made. So if you're not one of the people that like to sit there and drill down and give, every, I mean, there's people out there that love to drill down and give the, each wrestler every single move that they do on television perfectly. Uh, you no longer have to do that. You can get somebody else that did it for you. No, see that that that's that's oh, that's fucking fantastic. This game sounds like. Really, the best wrestling game ever. I, I was actually really surprised when we went there with the kind of questions about, you know, are we going to be able to download move sets, you know, so all of our wrestlers are accurate. We're going to be able to download people's paint tools, so if they make an awesome logo, I can actually put it on this guy or whatever. And then plus the fact that you can actually edit the wrestlers that you download now. I mean, there's just so much stuff. I was really surprised. There's just so much stuff that people complained about last year in previous years, that they've corrected already, and it gave it. They gave, it's really like they gave so much to people already. It's kind of crazy, and supposedly there's still a lot more to be announced. I mean, this ain't it. I mean, they still got it a little bit before the game comes out, and they got a lot more to tell everybody. Well, you know, you look at last year's model, and you look at this one, and it's. I'm amazed to see how far they've gone. Yeah, I think Marcus Stevens said it best when the guys that came over from EA. And they're, at EA as well, they're used to working on yearly titles where the game comes out every single year. And he even said it. I mean, this guy that's over there has done Madden and done a lot of the EA titles. He even said, I'm really surprised every year how much Ukes is able to cram into this game. 
So this is probably the most I've ever seen put in a wrestling game or put in a game period on a yearly basis. But every year they seem to put a lot of stuff in their game. Well, you know, I, I know that they had mentioned uh, they want to kind of do an aggressive DLC. They're really going to support DLC this year as opposed to last year. They kind of let it fall to the wayside. The only thing that really was DLC last year was was Steve Austin and I think The Rock at some point. But um, yeah, so so they're really wanting to. You know, put out some you know different characters. I heard the first DLC is going to be free, and it's like a different outfit for Mysterio and Chris Masters as a as a you know character. So I mean, that's kind of cool. I think that's going to work out good for them in the long run, and it, it's definitely a way to kind of keep the cash count going. Yeah, they they that's another thing they stress at the event. They are going to be very aggressive with DLC this year. Uh, they even brought up the. Not last year, but the year before, how they fobbled the DLC, especially on the Xbox 360. They, they, you know, they commented on all that stuff, but they said this year. And it's kind of crazy, too, because we were there, and they were talking about being aggressive with DLC and stuff like that. Uh, me and along with other people actually brought up that it would be awesome if you guys had Avatar items. I mean, this is Tuesday, or this is Monday, not knowing in three days they're actually going to bring Avatar items out. And we're telling them it's pretty cool if they actually just started doing that stuff for the people that actually want it, because a lot of people are actually, you know, promos begging to have that stuff. They want to deck out their Xbox like they do with every other game, but they want to do it with wrestling. So it's pretty crazy that they were saying, you know, that would be a pretty cool idea. We're looking to do that or whatever, and then in three days, once we finally get home and everything, three days it came out. Which which I thought was kind of cool. I just I kind of felt like you were limited in what you got. I mean, I, I obviously purchased the SmackDown versus Raw T-shirt and the, uh, the, the championship belt, which... I was a little disappointed there was no World Heavyweight Championship belt. and you know. See, I think either, I mean, it's either they're going to bring more stuff out when you buy it. I'm actually hoping that they support Avatar Awards, where you do specific things in the game, then you unlock a new Avatar item. Yes. I have a feeling that they will do that. Something like where you do something special in Road to WrestleMania, or someone's Road to WrestleMania, and you unlock something else. Because one of the things that actually kind of shocked me, I mean, not, I'm not the biggest Rey Mysterio fan or nothing, but I'm actually surprised it had his mask, but not his outfit. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I like I said, I, I was I was a little shocked that they didn't have more stuff. But I mean, you know, it, first time they've done it, I'm impressed. And the only thing that bothers me is looking at the game footage and looking at the uh, <laughs> the WWE Championship on the avatar. The belt on the avatar looks more realistic and and bigger than the the belt on the SmackDown versus Raw game. I mean, that that's one thing that they they've, they've kind of let kind of go lacking on the wayside you know over the last few years the size of the belts are one thing that kind of irks me i mean yeah i went back and played like i said smackdown versus raw 2010 recently and played through even mickey james's road to wrestlemania and i swear the women's title looked like a belt buckle because it was so damn small see what i'm wondering is like we've seen most of the titles around somebody's waist we haven't seen the wwe championship around someone's waist yet Okay. Like, you see the the World Heavyweight title around Jericho's waist, but he's got the WWE Championship. It's on, his, it's on his shoulder. Right. So I'm thinking the belt only looks that small when it's on his shoulder. Because that's how small it was when it was on somebody's shoulder last year. It wasn't a double belt entrance. But when, like, people like Randy Orton stuff came down with that on their shoulder. It was really small. So I'm wondering, just like the World Heavyweight belt, if you put the WWE Championship on someone's waist, if it'll be a bigger size, like you see the Miz wearing the United States belt and Jericho wearing the World Heavyweight. Yeah. I think it's just because it's actually on the shoulder that it's so small. 
Which hopefully that gets corrected sometimes because that looks retarded. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But I actually heard you actually going to have your name on the belt too. Yes, it will. It will default to a Cray wrestler name. Oh, that's awesome. As far as I know, I believe that was mentioned that you, you will be able to change the name on the nameplate. Oh, now see, that's the only thing missing is create a belt. I know that Brian's been wanting to bring that back for a while. I know it's not in this year's edition, so that's understandable. But hopefully, in future iterations, they'll bring that back. You know, and I know there was even talks of you know people suggesting a create an arena, and he loved that idea. So maybe we'll see that in the near future. I will be I would be really really surprised if create arena is not in the game next year. I really think next year it'll be in there. See, that, how detailed awesome. and how far they'll let you go, I don't know, like right off the bat at first, but some form, you're going to be able to change stuff in the arena. As much as Brian is, and this isn't private or nothing like that, as much as he talked about it on camera and stuff, I really think there's going to be created arena. Whether it's just like letting you change the color of the post, change the color of the apron, or change the color of the ropes or whatever, there's going to be some sort of customization inside the arena with the stage and the ring or whatnot. Got a, got a quick question in the chat here. Josh Pedra asking, biggest question of the night, will the Spartan belts be in the game? No, Josh, they won't. They didn't make the cut. Spartan belts, I I wouldn't look for them, no. That's, that's, a, that's too close, way too close. But I, I know there's a lot of people that have been saying they hope that uh, they give Cody Rhodes the Smoke and Mirrors theme. I'm pretty sure that all the music will make it. Yeah, see... With music and Titantron, that's they can get that in there kind of quick. So that's why sometimes when the games come out, you see someone like, well, well, this guy's got his new entrance, he's got or he's got his new Titantron, he's got his new music, but his, he has the same old animation. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Cody Rhodes with his new Titantron, his new music, but you won't see him posing in the mirror and everything else on the Minitron over there because when it comes to actually animating stuff, that takes a long time. Yeah, so you, you probably you have to bring him or somebody else in there to motion capture all that, and there's just not enough time to do that. Yeah, probably probably you won't be seeing Cody Rhodes look in the uh, the mirror there at the uh, <laughs> the Minitron. Not going to happen. I think I think that's just a little late. Uh, one of the other things too, like I said, we got rid of career mode, but now they've got this WWE Universe mode, which sounds WWE Universe is like a mode that you can turn on and off on the fly, right from the main menu. You do it by clicking down the joystick as if it was a button. And it's pretty much like this crazy stat tracking thing with your exhibition matches and stuff, but it throws like storyline cutscenes and stuff like that. And that's from the, like the gameplay videos and stuff that are out there where you see like Seamus beating the Miz up on a stretcher and stuff. That's all from the WWE universe mode. So it's kind of like career or uh, create your own story mode, but it's generating all this stuff automatically on the fly for you. And but you still at any time have complete control over anything that's going on. I'm booking matches, uh, changing the stipulations and things like that. It, it's really it looks really really crazy, especially the way that it, it really just starts breaking things down into like stats and stuff and yeah. in actual menus of like rating the superstars that are going on and all these different scenes and stuff. It, it's really I mean they only showed us a little bit of it. We didn't get to play any of it. We've pretty much kind of got to see maybe a little bit more than what you guys seen in their presentation, but it what they've shown us so far, this looks like it's going to be another thing that, like like yourself, you said, you know, the road WrestleManias were too short. I mean, no one knows how long they're going to be this year, but that's going to be another thing with Create a Story that's going to keep 
keep the replayability going with this game because that stuff's always going to be regenerating stuff for you. And you know, like I said, if people don't like that, click the right joystick and it just turns it off. Yeah, but why would you turn it off? That sounds awesome. I know. I mean, <laughs> instead of just you know, I'm going to here I start up the game again. No one I know is online or whatever. I'm going to go play some exhibition. But no, man, if you got that turned on, you got this thing generating stuff for you. But then if you don't like it, you can always take control and do whatever you want. But then it's throwing these storylines and all this. That, I mean, it's just crazy. The little bit of stuff, like I said, they showed us, it looks like it's going to be pretty deep. I want to see more of it. You know, in previous years, one of the things that's always kind of bothered me, uh, and it's a nitpicking thing, but when you're creating your characters and you're going to the call names, seems like they always kind of dwindle down and they've disappeared from a lot of the call names. And I, I did see the interview with Brian where he said that, you know, last year there was like 48 call names. Well, they've doubled it. And I think it's what, 84 this year? It's around there, I believe, yeah, around that number. I mean, I've seen that talked about quite a bit. And I agree there, but I mean, if you're going to have a, I mean, the games are really, really centered around creating wrestlers now, more than ever. I mean, you're giving us so many things that we can create and give to our wrestlers that we're making that you should give us unlimited options. I mean, I'm still waiting for the day. Uh, I mean, we actually brought this up to them, you know, when can we use the vision camera? When can we use the PlayStation Eye? When can we put our face in the game? Right? When can we actually really, instead of tweaking stuff and trying to make it look like us and getting as close as possible, when can it actually just be us? And same thing with, I would like to see features like, you know, I mean, we've had headsets on our consoles for the longest time now since the original Xbox and even before that. When can we do our own announcing? Yeah, that, that, you know what? I freaking hate the way the announcer announces this wrestler. I don't think he did it good enough. I want to hear myself announce this wrestler when he comes down the aisle. Yep. Now, see, I, I that, mean, stuff like that, I think would be pretty cool. I, I think I even I, I the last time I had Brian on the show last year to promote SVR ten, you know, I brought that up and I said you, you should have like your own create a ring announcer kind of mode where you can do your own ring announcing thoughts. He liked the idea, and I mean that's cool. And, and I've actually figured out, and, and I have to kind of give credit where it's due uh, to the website you currently work for, cause.ws. Uh, I, I ran across a post the other day, and somebody was bitching about the music and stuff and, and the ring announcing. And one guy yep. made a perfect point that just, I mean, it was so simple. And, and I never thought about it, but this is something I'm probably going to start you know, instituting in my eFed, is that... I literally could rip the tracks. I could literally do the ring announcing on my own, put them on a CD, and then rip them into my Xbox and change everybody's themes up with ring intros. Yeah, could do that. I mean, I, I, I never, I never thought about do that. that. I know a lot of people that do their own videos on uh, YouTube right now. They do something kind of like that where they will rip because instead of updating everybody's music, and obviously you can't update their Titantron, they will rip and actually edit in their own Titantron stuff inside the video. They're editing their own music, you know, intro and all that stuff, just like you just said. And they do it all through editing through a video program and then put it on YouTube. Hmm. That's, that's pretty cool. You know, and, and I'm not a big... Uh, I haven't played a lot of the uh, THQ UFC games. But, yeah. but uh, I do notice that... They even have a, a pretty robust, you know, uh, ring announcing kind of thing where, you know, you're given options, you know, of names and stuff. And, and it's like they took that away from the SmackDown series many games ago. And, and I don't understand why we can't kind of go back to that, especially now that they're doing UFC. I mean, I would almost think you could have the same type of ring announcing 
uh, for that game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, I wish, and they do it occasionally. They borrow from each other's games and stuff like that. I wish there were certain things like that. Yeah, I agree. They need to borrow that kind of stuff. And actually, like I said, when it comes to the names and announcing stuff like that, to me, the more the better to actually make you feel more like you're a wrestler is actually a part of this game. Even though you made him, you need as much tools as possible to actually more and more make you feel like that. Okay, yeah, this guy belongs in this game. Right. I mean, even with like the highlight reel, how you can you know save out your clips, and then they have all that little goofy stuff you can add, you know, all the logos and different quotes from the announcers and whatnot. But what about making your own highlight reel? Pulling off some awesome clips from a match, kind of piecing it together, maybe come out with like a five-minute video clip, but then have the whole thing to where you and a friend can voice over it online and then upload it with your commentary for everybody to watch. See that? I mean, that's that's a brilliant idea because I mean that's one of the biggest things that it's kind of a turnoff. It's you know the same five or six lines by the commentators every time, and, and everybody has the same lines. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. And it gets boring really quick, or you'll be in the middle of a match. And they're talking about some other superstar that's not even you or the guy you're wrestling. Yeah, see, that's one of the things, when it comes to audio, that's one of the things that came up a lot at the event when they were asking us stuff about the game and whatnot. And audio, I mean, they do a great job with their presentation of making it look like you're almost in a WWE broadcast, but you're controlling everything. But the audio is, is not there. Not just the commentary. I'm talking sound effects. I'm talking crowd noise. I'm talking everything. The audio always felt like it was lacking compared to the rest of the presentation that they were presenting. Right. And I, I really wish they would really, I mean, especially now that I'm playing the games in surround sound, you can really notice it. Like the audio compared to other games is really lacking and really doesn't draw, and to me at least, it doesn't draw me into the experience as much as the actual visuals do. I mean, I, I would like to have the total package, like when you play a shooter. I mean, DICE is known for this for their shooters. They, they do a great job with their audio, and I really wish the audio in these games could be better. Just the little touches, like you see on TV now. Say the heel punches a wrestler, crowd moves. Face punches the wrestlers, crowd cheers. You got that dueling back and forth stuff with the fans. That kind of stuff, all that needs to be in the game. I agree. I mean, if they had all those little audio touches and stuff like that, I mean, they have like the chance you hear every once in a while, but it seems like it really does seem just like a lot of the announcing, it really just seems like, yeah, it's recorded, and then, like, right when the crowds are chanting, and then just, boom, out of nowhere, the crowd chant just cuts off. Like, the sound clip just stopped playing. It don't fade out, it just stopped. <laughs> I mean, I, I just wanted them to use the audio more to immerse us in the game, just like they do with their visuals. Yeah, I mean, you would think once one audio clip kind of fades out, you would think another one would kind of come in and, and, and take its place. Yeah, like, even, I, I want to, yeah, sure, you do a move in the ring, crowd might cheer or whatever. You do a move in the ring if you're a heel, you know, the crowd will boo. If you do a pose, crowd might cheer or react in some way. But it's only, like, for key things like that. I would like to see them really react specifically to the exact things that you're doing in the ring. Like, constantly having triggers going off of what your wrestlers are doing in the ring, and the crowd is just reacting to every bit of it. And I like to feel the commentary as well. As things are happening in the ring, they're just busting through lines of commentary. I mean, I know it sounds like it would be a lot of work. I mean, like, I don't make games, but I'm, it just sounds like a lot of work. But that would really, really immerse people in the game. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. I, I know that I love playing a match and listening to the crowd start chanting, holy crap, 
Holy crap. I loved it when they had that in the video game because it was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't let him play it. That was great. Yeah, of course, now you know that's not going to happen. And another thing that no. uh, a lot of people are kind of worried about with the whole PG thing, a lot of people are, are scared and I know this this is not inf- this is not fact, but a lot of people are worried that the blood's been taken out. I've actually heard that you can turn the blood on or off. Yeah, we that actually came up uh, one of the first things before we actually started the pre or they actually started the presentation. We were talking to some of the designers. Uh, WWE knows about the blood in the game. They're fine with the blood in the game. They asked each you to do one thing, and that was by default the blood is turned off. So when you buy the game. Gotta go into options, turn the blood on, and then it's SmackDown like you knew it. Oh God, I, I I cannot wait. The first day this game comes out, reading the message boards, people say they fucking took blood out. I cannot wait. Oh yeah, there's gonna be so many people that are gonna think it's gone. Cannot gone. wait. That's gonna be awesome. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that, it, that once I heard that, I was like, that's awesome. You know, I understand they're PG now, but at least they didn't take it out. It's just by default, though, it's turned off. Well, in a video game, you know. It's logical to have that. I, I just, you know, obviously, even in real life, sometimes they still bleed. I mean, granted, they stop the match and, you know, glue people together. But, you know, I mean, it's it's a part of wrestling. You can't take that out. So, Yeah. Which I was, I was actually glad to hear that. I was like, okay, a lot of people are going to be pretty ecstatic about that. Because for a while now, ever since they started switching, people were like, man, we're going to freaking lose blood in the game again. It sucked when we didn't have it, and they finally brought it back. It's been here for a few years, and now we're going to lose it again. Well. As of now, there's no reason to worry. It's just going to be defaulted off. He's just going to turn it on. Well, now, uh, as far as the game goes, I mean, I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, I, I did want to ask you, though, how was your trip, man? I mean, you, you got an opportunity to, to be at SummerSlam live. And the trip was actually really awesome. I mean, THQ, this is like their first community event. Uh, for the people who don't know, Usually it's just like a big media summit. We go out there, we play the game, we watch a presentation, we go to a pay-per-view or wherever they're going to have us go to, and then we go home. Now this is actually a whole community event where they actually want to, they want to know what the community out there is wanting in their game. And they flat out, point blank, want us to tell them what sucks. Right, right to the face. They want to hear what sucks about their game so they can get rid of it and fix it, which is really awesome. They took a lot of feedback from us while we were there, which is really cool. So, and... They obviously took the feedback last year. There's a lot of stuff people, it's been fixed. So, but yeah, for the trip, the trip was awesome. They took care of us the whole time we were out there. Got to be able to fly in uh, Sunday, hang out with them all day, just have a little meet and greet. Uh, Sunday night we went to SummerSlam, sat in their uh, their loge up there, hung out and watched SummerSlam. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Corey Clayton was there, for people who don't know who he is. He's actually the social networking guy for WWE. He runs all their Twitters, YouTubes, and whatnot. He was there with us. It's pretty cool talking to him. And he, speaking of which, we when we flew out there, weren't expecting to go to Raw on Monday night. Uh, we thought we were going to go to Raw when we first knew we were going to this event, but then they announced to us that for un- unforeseen circumstances, we weren't going to be able to go. But lo and behold, Monday we're playing SmackDown. Here's the way it was pretty cool about SmackDown. Woke up Monday morning. As a pay-per-view and everything else, everybody's freaking all jacked up because they have no sleep. But uh, wake up, 8.30 in the morning, we go to the ballroom, get breakfast for us and whatnot. They show us the presentation and some of the new stuff, the Hell in the Cell, WWE Universe and whatnot, the new Road to WrestleMania. And then 
you know, we hang out, we eat, and then they have like 20 TVs set up, and there's community pictures out there of it. There's like 20 TVs set up wrapped around the room with 20 dev kits, all have SmackDown on them, and they literally let us play SmackDown for 2011 for a good five hours straight. Didn't bother us, didn't come up and ask us to do whatever. They let us play that game for five hours straight before we went to Raw. And like I said, no one knew we were going to go to Raw because we thought they canceled it on us. But cool guy freaking Corey for WWE actually hooked us up and got like a full freaking row of seats right behind the people on the floor. So we got all some seats for Raw. And then Tuesday we came home. Wow, that that sounds awesome. Now I I, I got to ask you, being at SummerSlam, what was your uh, what was your thoughts on watching the Nexus uh, kind of lose the match at at SummerSlam thanks to John Cena getting? Oh, we were kicked. Uh, you know what? I I was livid. I mean, I I know that you know you you didn't know exactly what happened, but believe it or not, the good people at the WWE shut down my UStream, even though I wasn't broadcasting the pay per view or doing I anything. I figured that's wrong. what happened when you told me to take it off the website. Yeah, I, I was pissed, dude. We we were running Shoutcast, we were running Ustream, and about an hour in, I guess it was right as they were doing the Rey Mysterio Kane match, um, Ustream just popped out, and then I got this big fucking message saying I was banned, and it was because uh, yeah, Ustream is so finicky. They ban people like uh, Rod Ferguson, one of the main guys on the team for Gears of War, tried to stream from one of their events and they banned him. Wow. It's like, really? You banned him for streaming from an event for a company that he pretty much is one of the top guys at. You stream banned for the stupidest reasons. They're so retarded. Yeah, they, they actually terminated my account because apparently this was the third or fourth time I'd been banned for copyright infringement. I wasn't aware that my show was copyrighted by the WWE. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Pretty, I mean, it's so retarded. As much crap as there is on the Internet of people ripping off wrestling... I mean, I guess it's illegal even friggin' Freeman's speech to talk about wrestling anymore. Well, I mean, that's, that's what we're doing. It's not like I was broadcasting the audio. <clears throat> well, that's what you get for mentioning their name. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I, I'm much happier with Shoutcast. I'm not having the issues, the Skype and death drops that I was having with Ustream. It was a pretty much a bandwidth hog, so I'm glad to be gone with it, to be honest. You ever tried Justin.tv? You know what? I went and signed up for an account there the other day, and uh, I'm still having issues trying to make my audio work, so I don't know what it is I need to download. It's probably going to be just as big a bandwidth hog as Ustream. I don't know. Because I know when it comes to like people getting banned and stuff, I've never heard anybody getting banned from there. And people stream everything. And, well, if you actually stream a paper, you're, you get, they'll take your stream down. But, yeah, I've never heard for stupid reasons like Ustream. And that's where pretty much all the people that get freaking screwed over by Ustream end up going. Yeah, I, I've heard that. A lot of people have suggested I go to Justin. Like I said, I have an account with them. I just haven't really... Uh, I, I tried a couple weeks ago after it happened. I think that Monday night afterward, I kind of sat down for a couple hours and tried to do some broadcasting, and I couldn't get it to work. So I don't know. I'll probably have to download some more stuff and check some stuff out. But for now, I mean, you know, I'm happy with the uh, the Shoutcast server. But, uh, you know, I was ticked over that. But then I was really ticked when they decided to have the Nexus DDT John Cena on the concrete. And then, rather than the Nexus go over, John Cena, I, there must have been a hole in the ceiling and the sun was still shining, and it just beamed down on John Cena. Because for him to roll out of the way for the for the 450, pin Gabriel, and then put the STF on Barrett and have him tap out was absolutely ludicrous to me. It was stupid. He had, there was no reason whatsoever 
to have John Cena. Well, there's no reason whatsoever for the Team WWE to win, but let alone let John Cena be the winner by himself. Yep. There was no reason for that whatsoever. Yeah, there's so many people in that freaking box that we were in. They're so freaking ticked off at that. Like, we literally came back the next night for Raw, and we were all decked out in NXT gear. Like, a whole bunch of us bought shirts. We got freaking armbands, everything else, dude. Well, you know, to, to top it all off, there's a rumor going around right now that they're actually going to be uh, ending the Nexus by October. See, that's ridiculous. That really surprises me. Because one of the things that really surprised all of us at the event, SummerSlam, after the event was over, we were all going to go buy some NXT stuff. Sold out. T-shirts, armbands, everything sold out. Only thing at the event actually sold out. Well, except for the Miz. Miz's shirts were sold out, too. Next night on Raw, we show up there. We're there a good hour early. We went to the one booth, sold out. Armbands gone. Like, a couple small shirts left. Go to the other booth. We buy the last of the armbands there. Miz and uh, friggin' Nexus sold out both nights. And, I mean, the Monday night was two Raws in a row. So, I mean, their stuff's selling like crazy. I'd be surprised they ended that fast. That just sounds stupid to me. I know. I, you know, I, I don't really see why the Nexus didn't go over. I think that they could have prolonged this for a little bit and really helped establish these guys a little bit more. But now it seems like, you know, with the injury to Skip Sheffield, looks like yep. they're, they're going to phase this out, which is bad. I mean, it sucks for Skip because I like him, and I think he's got a lot of potential, and he could be a big star. I mean, just, you know, size alone, he could take Batista's place. No. Yeah, I mean, if they phase this out so fast, that's just stupid. Because who would have ever thought? I mean, heck, who would have ever thought we would have another big, huge, you know, faction like this? And let alone have it all be brand new rookie guys. I know. Big, huge faction that's over, even though they're bad guys. Their merchandise is selling like crazy. I mean, heels, whatever you want to call them. And you're going to end it this fast. I mean... No one ever thought we'd have a big faction like this, let alone, I mean, if we did, you would think that it had the big top stars in it or something. But no, all rookie guys and people actually, they booked it so well that people accepted it, and they're going to burn out this fast. That's, that just sounds stupid to me. It, it is a bit ridiculous. Um, and one other thing, did you actually, I, I think you actually got a chance to meet Vince McMahon? <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of the most random things ever. We came back from SummerSlam. And everybody kind of split up a little bit, and we all were going to meet in the lobby at, like, 9 o'clock or whatever and possibly go over to, like, the Sheraton where the wrestlers were staying. And you would hang out in the bar with them and just do whatever. But we all meet down in the lobby. Me, uh, a few other people, Aaron was down there. People don't know that Aaron Kaufman goes by Pank on the forums and stuff. He's the community manager for THQ. There's about five of us down there or so. And we're always hanging out talking, and randomly, Vince McMahon just walks into our hotel lobby, which surprised all of us because there's no wrestler staying in our hotel. There's the other hotel. But, yeah, he just randomly walked in, and one of the guys from Germany wanted to really get a picture with him. He had his camera on him, so Aaron went over to the employee behind the desk in the hotel lobby and said, can you take a picture if he agrees to take a picture with us? And Aaron walked up to him with all of us, and he said, I'm Aaron Kaufman. I for, he, has, he actually had a SmackDown vs. Raw community shirt on from THQ, so that probably helped a little bit. But he said to him, he says, yeah, I'm Aaron Kaufman. I work for THQ on the SmackDown vs. Raw game. And before Aaron can even get done saying what he was saying, Vince McMahon already handed a suitcase to one of the people that was with him, put his arms on and said, yeah, let's take a picture. <laughs> so he was real cool about it. He was real nice about it. 
took a picture with all of us uh, after we're done. I told him thanks and shook his hand. He said, you know, thanks and no problem or whatever. And he went on, he went on about what he was doing after everybody told him thanks. But yeah, he's real cool about it. Wow, that's 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 pretty awesome to meet the uh, to meet the guy that you know pretty much put pro wrestling on the map there for a while. Uh, you know, that's that's a pretty cool honor. I thought it was, everybody there thought it was pretty crazy. I mean, you can meet wrestlers at signings and stuff, but you don't you don't just meet them through fans. No, that's uh, that, that's kind of a rarity. Yeah, so a lot of people were actually pretty freaking pumped. I like pulled them up for the rest of the night, I guess. Uh, that that's pretty cool. Uh, one thing actually that we didn't cover on the uh, the SmackDown versus Raw 2011, uh, and, yeah. and and I was under the impression last week, and and I know that I'm wrong on this, so I'll go ahead and you know post my retraction. But I had read that you could actually have divas fight the men, but apparently that's that's not the case. No, it's still where divas versus divas only, but they are pretty much eligible for I believe every single match now, except for first blood because obviously they can't bleed, so can't do that. <laughs> But yeah, we had uh, we had even Michelle McCool and stuff in Hell in the Cell and everything this year while we were there. So, and they said they're going to be in everything. That's pretty cool. I, uh, I, I, match types, match types, they're not restricted, but yes, they still can't fight men. I, I just think it's funny that you know divas can't bleed in a match. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's that's kind of out there. But uh, all right, man, is there anything else you wanna you wanna kind of pimp out before uh, I take some phone calls tonight? Uh, yeah, just uh, check out calls.ws. Uh, we're looking to launch here within the next few weeks. We're going to launch a brand-new design. Uh, right now, the design is set up for mainly being a website for a calls database and a forum. We're actually going to launch it to where we have all kinds of cool news sections where you guys come out and find out about wrestling games. And we'll have all the same stuff that people expect, all the great creator wrestler stuff. That's all going to be there. And it's all going to be uh, kind of streamlined where it's uh, kind of branched off for everybody, a lot easier to find the stuff that you want to find. Which you know what I yeah, good. I was gonna say that's that's a site that I kind of uh, visit very frequently. You know, anytime you want to go and find any kind of uh, formula for any wrestler that you're looking for, I mean, they've got it in their database. Uh, just shit off the wall, they're gonna have on that database. Just the guys that create some of those characters there are fucking fantastic. You'd think they work for THQ. Yeah, I mean. Like, I've only been working with Calls.ws doing the uh, media stuff, like all the video game coverage. It's like a new part of the website now. But just like everybody else, I've been a member of Calls pretty much since they've been around. And I've always said, even when I was out working for other sites and stuff, I said, if that site ever gets video game coverage, they will have the total package of what a video game fan wants when they come to a, an actual wrestling game community. They want to, They already have everything you can think of. I mean, they got a huge freaking community over there. they got some of the freaking baddest call creators out there, whether it's for wrestlers or off-the-wall characters. And now they got wrestling getting covered. So, I mean, you got everything you need right there all on one site. Your one-stop shop. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, like I said, it's pretty cool to be a part of what they got going on over there because of the stuff they do. And I, I want to bring that, like I said, I'm doing, we're concentrating on getting on the new stuff there, getting the coverage going and things like that. But I really want to concentrate even more really showcasing what them guys are making over there. I mean, I know they're in the forums, and then they submit them to the site, and they'll get put in the database and stuff like that. But I really want to bring the call stuff to the front page and really, you know, kind of pimp out what these guys that spend hours on end doing, letting everybody really know that, you know, this is one badass character that you need to use because this person freaking is one of the best that we got here. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I swear by that site. That's definitely one you need to check out. 
www.caws.ws. Definitely check that one out, guys. All right, Charles. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. It's good to have you have you back on the show. It's been a while. Hey, man. It's awesome. Anytime talk wrestling and video games, I'm usually going to be there. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're recovering from that cold. I know it kind of kept you down this week, but uh, you sound better. Oh, I was tore up, but thanks a lot. Hey, if you want, uh, I don't know if anybody's going to call and talk about wrestling games, but I'll stay on and talk about that if you want. Yeah. I, mean, I ain't got nothing to do. Okay. That, that's fine with me. We'll We'll keep you on. Sean, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I was, I just muted. Sorry. Okay. Well, no, I just want to make sure everybody's there. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and take some calls, actually. So if you guys are interested and you have uh, any questions for Charles in regards to SVR 11, his trip to uh, to Summer Scam, as I'm calling it, because <laughs> that's pretty much what I named it on the website there, Summer Scam. Uh, definitely call in. The number is five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. And uh, we'll take your call and any questions you might have. So, on that note, Sean, yeah, I actually you... came home to watch the pay per view just to see how it portrayed on television because so many people were bashing it before I got home. And yeah, there, there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we thought there while we were watching was crap. And yeah, it was even worse on television. Well, you know, I, I gave it a bad grade because you know I'm a stickler for seeing you know the Intercontinental Championship or a U.S. title defended, you know, especially yeah. at a SummerSlam, you know, where that. Especially the Intercontinental title. That that's a title that has deep heritage at SummerSlam. You know, when you look at, you know, past matches, you know, Bret Hart and Davy Boy Smith and Hart and Perfect and even Michaels and Ramon. I mean, there's been so many great intercontinental matches and for them to have the Nexus run in during the middle of that match and shit all over it just really upset me. I was like, you know, that's ridiculous. I mean, I would really like to see. I mean, I understand they, that was their way to not have Dolph lose the belt and plus it's putting Nexus over, but still, just like you said, I mean, in one of the big events like that Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, I would really like to see them show you know more respect to their belts, especially on them pay-per-views. That's where it really needs to happen because those are the pay-per-views that even the old generations remember back from when they were younger that, you know, these are the big pay-per-views. These have been around forever. And to have stupid stuff like ha- like that happen at those events, just really, I mean, it's just another thing that people tarnishes what they remember. And really, it's just one more thing that cheapens what their titles mean to anyone. Well, yeah, I mean, for years I've been saying, you know, and and, and I know that you know I'm a I'm a I'm a belt aficionado. I, I love belts. In fact, I have the winged eagle belt, you know, on my wall. You know, my wife has the. The women's championship, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to get me a copy of the white-strapped Intercontinental title, the, the original Intercontinental, well, not the original, but the the belt that, you know, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart wore. Um, the problem, really, I mean, that belt is nothing more than a glorified prop. It, it doesn't matter anymore to them. When somebody holds that belt, it's just elevating that person. It's not about putting good matches on. You know, th- there was a time in this company, and it was back when they were PG even, that when you were the Intercontinental Champion or the United States Champion, you know, in, in WCW, you were considered the number one contender to the World Championship. And now yeah. it's just, you know, something that The Miz carries around, which I'm hoping at Night of Champions, Daniel Bryan takes that belt, and I hope that they start a trend with him and make him a fighting champion where he defends that belt all the time and maybe brings some prestige back to that belt. See, that's a, there's always a point in time in wrestling where someone is going 
to try to be in the heavyweight picture, and then they have one of the lower card belts, and it's like that belt doesn't even exist. It might as well be a regular freaking belt with a belt buckle that are coming down the aisle with. They do that every so often where they're shooting for this bigger title, and the title they have is just gets so buried. It's like, wow, he's still, oh, yeah, that's right. He is where, he is the U.S. champion. He's still wearing that. I was wondering if I totally forgot who the champion was. I mean, I hate when they do that, too. It's like you said, it's just another thing, once again, that buries their freaking belts, and then it comes to, like, now, later on, they're going to want someone to care about that belt, and they're going to have to start all over again. Well, yeah, you know, and, and I wasn't a big fan of these new tag team belts, either. I mean, uh, oh, I think they're ugly. Oh, God. You, you know what? Every time I see those belts, I think that they should come down to the ring and cut a promo, and always they should always refer to them as, This is Sparta! It's, it's so stupid. I don't, I don't get what they're doing with them belts at all. Well, I mean, I understand them wanting to go to two belts rather than four, but, God, those belts are ugly. Uh, could, could you not have kept the SmackDown belts? I mean, th- those were... Why can't, they just, why can't they just stick with the traditional design, some kind of freaking globe or something? Yeah. Did you really have to stick freaking Spartan helmets on the belt? I mean, you'd think these were UFC belts or gladiator belts or so some what's, shit. What's with, the, what's with the off color? They look like they're freaking bronze. Exactly. Well, I mean, it, it actually, yeah, the belts actually look like they're freaking bronze. You know what? It, <laughs> Gregory Helms, and thanks, CJ, for bringing that up. You know, Helms even said they look like a smashed penny. But when I look at those belts, you know, they literally look like cheap plastic to me. Yeah, they, they, I mean, that doesn't look like uh, someone I would really like to know because they're available on WWE Shop. I just cheap plug WWE for some reason, but... Uh, they're actually available. I would really be surprised if someone bought one of them things. And that has to be from somebody that just buys everything. Well, <laughs> I, I agree. If they were going to, like, redesign some belts, why couldn't we redesign the WWF champ or the WWE championship? Well, speaking of SummerSlam, I actually have the SummerSlam program here in my hand. Oh, yeah? And here's something hilarious about the program. Actually, in the program... It has the way cool versus Kelly Kelly and Tiffany. We all know why that didn't freaking happen. But then they also have the six pecs challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. That never happened. It ended up being a singles match. But that's still here in the program with Dolph Ziggler, McIntyre, Christian, Matt Hardy, Cody Rhodes, and Kofi. That match didn't happen. It ended up being a singles match to open the pay-per-view, which, truthfully, like you said, the whole thing they did with NXT and you know, pretty much burying what that was, the Intercontinental title, they could have had an awesome six-packs challenge with all them guys. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, it, What's with the six-pack challenge? I mean, obviously you've got it in the program. They wanted to do it there. And now we're going yeah. right into six-pack challenge at Night of Champions for the WWE Championship. And it, it seems like the WWE Championship every year, it seems like it's almost contested in a in a six-pack challenge. I mean, a couple of years ago, it was uh, the same match with guys like Booker T and, you know, Triple H and John Cena. And, you know, I can't remember. Bobby Lashley, I think, was in it. Mick Foley was in it. I mean, I mean, I, I can't remember if they did that last year or not, but it, it just seems like every couple of years we've got to break out the six-man match. Like, I know it's kind of early for, 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 like, predictions and stuff, but I want to hear who you want to think, but I really think they're going to give this belt away Barrett. And I think they're doing this kind of match with all these wrestlers so they can help carry him through the match. No, nope, you're right. I, see I can really put him, see if they can really put him on the main event level as fast as they did with like Sheamus and stuff. But I really think they're going to give him that belt in this match. See, it's funny you say that. We were talking about that on Wrestling News Live last night, myself and Trey. 
and I basically said that I saw one of two people winning it, and I said it was going to be either Wade Barrett or maybe Orton would get it. But uh, the the consensus was that Sheamus was losing the belt in the six-man match. How great would it be, though, if Wade Barrett wins it, but Miz takes it from him immediately? <laughs> that would be kind of funny. I, you know what? I I know they, they, they're really big on pushing the Miz, and I like the Miz. You know, I hated that guy a year ago, and he really has oh, stepped his game up. 2009, couldn't stand him. But, you know, I'll give credit where it's due. I've seen him, you know, especially at E3. I saw the way he handled that, that douchebag that was sitting there talking shit to him the whole time. And he handled it like a fucking pro. I mean, you know, he wasn't condescending. Yeah. You know, he put the guy in his place. He's a good ambassador for the company. He works his ass off. You know, he's a good representative for the WWE, and that's why he's getting the push that he's getting. Anytime he's asked to do anything, he does it. I mean, case in point, go back to when uh, Morrison and Miz were the tag team champions, and they were freaking running every brand for the whole year. Yep. You know, those guys Miz, were... Miz does a lot of their wrestling game promotion. Yep, he does. Him and Eve, I mean, if you notice, they're at almost every big event, like E3 and everything else. And partially I heard this because they live out in California, so it's easy to get them there. But, yeah, like you said, he handles himself very, very well. He's very professional. He's very nice. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he's this cocky heel on TV and stuff. But in person, you might get a little bit of that when he throws on the character. But he, is, he handles himself very, very well. Well, and the thing I like about The Miz, too, is he's, he's a wrestling fan. He's been a wrestling fan his whole life. You know, he's not some disingenuous guy who didn't give a shit about the business, you know, a la Bill Goldberg, who could care less. He was just, you know, a guy who was working out in the gym and Sting and Luger saw him and said, hey, you should be in wrestling. And he said, okay, sure. You know, I mean, I... I it's the same thing with uh, Josh Matthews. Like, a lot of people, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I have respect for that guy because seeing him on Tough Enough, he would literally get upset sitting in the same room as other people that would make stupid, ridiculous comments about the show while it was on TV mm -hmm. when they were watching the actual product. And I have respect for him because he grew up. He he is involved in wrestling. He ain't just somebody who says, you know what? This will get me on TV. This will make me a star. It's going to make me money, and I'm going to be famous. No, these guys, I have more respect for them because you can tell they actually know wrestling. In and out, they know wrestling. They get ticked off when people sit there and, uh, you know, pretty much make smart, remark or smart remarks about the business and everything else. And those are two I respect. No, Josh definitely deserves this position. I mean, he, he has been around that company since, what, 2002, you know, from Tough Enough yeah. 3. or what was, was it Tough Enough 3? Yeah, it was Tough Enough 3. And, you know, that guy, I'm glad to see he's still on the roster. He's, he's done a lot of growing up with them. He wasn't the greatest wrestler in the ring based on his size, but, you know, he really has come into his own. And, and I was always a big fan of the Tough Enough show. I, I prefer Tough Enough over NXT any day of the week. I did, too. You know, I, way, I, way more. I prefer that a lot better. Than, I mean, this stupid uh, skits that they're doing on NXT, uh, you were talking about earlier, the trivia show, it's like, I actually like was putting messages out on Twitter and stuff saying, I sure hope, some way or another, some of this is rigged, because, yeah, it, it kind of sucks that Alex Riley knows jack about wrestling, but it was just so, the, the stuff they do is just so off the wall, and it's like, seriously, I'm a freaking wrestling fan, I could care less how far this guy can carry a freaking keg. Yeah. Okay, if I want to see stuff like that, I can watch the freaking ESPN, the Tough Man competition. I mean, when am I going to freaking, is this guy going to need to carry a keg on television? 
Well, you know, I know it's a test of strength thing, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Tonight, the trivia contest was abysmal. That show was horrible. I mean, other than the fact that you had a great match between Rhodes and MVP that should have been on SmackDown. You know, here we are one week away from the finale for that season, and you don't even showcase the three guys that have the opportunity to win the contract. Exactly. I mean, if they're going to do stuff like test of strength and things like that, and they're all doing this crazy obstacle course stuff and all this craziness. If they're going to do something like that, incorporate wrestling in it somehow. You want to do test of strength? Bring up the freaking Big Show or Mark Henry and say, okay, you either have to arm wrestle this guy or you have to freaking body slam him. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, I, I'm beside myself when I think about it. I mean, that's, I realize that NXT is, is on its last legs. They're going to go one more season and that's it. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I would like to see Lucky try to body slam more than I think. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Oh, lucky Cannon. He wasn't so lucky. Not at all. I mean, I was really surprised that before they did the eliminations last week that people actually thought that Alex Riley was going to be the one that's eliminated. I really think he's going to be the winner. Yeah, I, I you know what? I either think it's Riley or, or Joe, but, uh, you know, it's probably yeah. going to end up being Alex. I mean, he he's more of the polished product. I like Joe Henning. I really do. The problem is his name sucks. The fact that you're calling oh, him Michael McGillicuddy. I mean, you know, to me, why are you? You're making reference to the fact that he is Mr. Perfect's son, but you're going to call him Michael McGillicuddy. Makes perfect yeah, sense, especially after Cody Rhodes actually said why you're not like your father. I mean, really? Why is he McGillicuddy if you're going to bring that kind of stuff up? Yeah, it's you know what? It, it just makes no sense, and it just seems like there's a there's a trend in the WWE right now to to kind of get away from letting these people use their names because they want to trademark it. I guarantee you, Michael McGillicuddy is the most ridiculous name in professional wrestling. I mean... Exactly. <sighs> it was bad in season one of NXT with Matt Stryker, but now, as they do more game show hosty type things, and he really puts on the freaking cheese ball layer of being this freaking cheesy game host, every week I just hope that someone punches him in the face. So it made me like Alex Riley more and more every week when he really started messing with Matt Stryker. And every week, the more he messes with Matt Stryker, the freaking happier I am every time I watch that show. See, you bring up a great point, and this was something that I speculated early on. You remember when Husky Harris actually slapped Matt Stryker around? Yeah. You know, Matt Stryker, former professional wrestler, why did they not take the opportunity to put Stryker in a match with these guys. I, I really think I really think this thing with uh, him and Alex Riley is going to escalate to a few. I wonder, man. Because you notice when he uh, tried to grab the mic this time and, Stry and Stryker didn't let him grab it, Stryker yeah. kind of pushed him in the chest. So he's kind of starting to come back at him. I really think they're going to have some kind of feud. And then uh, Stryker made comment to it while they're doing the trivia thing. And he's telling him to actually telling uh, Alex Ryan to say something. He goes, "Come on, you don't have to grab my microphone this time. You got one laying right there. Speak." And it's, well, they're starting to go bantering back and forth. So I think it'd be pretty cool if they just kind of feud. Well, it would be nice, but probably not going to happen. Like I said, NXT three coming right around the corner. What three weeks away? I guess we'll we'll see the debut. So maybe next week they'll actually spend some time showing us who they're going to bring up. You know, the rumor is four girls, four men. Oh gosh, I can see it. I can see it now. NXT season two is over. The nexus is going to continue. It's going to bring all the other guys into it. It's going to be one big monstrosity, bigger thing than the NWO. Now they'll go to SmackDown and do it with uh, season two guys. I will say, I mean, they, they did the. That's why I'd be so ticked off if they end the NXT 
or the not actually, but the Nexus angle that fast in October because they they executed it so well. Just randomly, like what these guys are out here tearing apart the ring. Why? Just it was like this is so random, and then that's what WWE needed though, man. They needed to start doing some random stuff. Yeah, I mean it, it was it was. They do end NXT. They got somewhere to go with this. Well, and now it looks like they're going to drop the ball with it, which is stupid. They, you know, this honestly, this whole Nexus thing could really carry out to WrestleMania. I mean, it could be a long-term booking thing, and then you could phase the guys out. You know, I, I love how they. I really, I mean, everybody in our freaking loge box up there with TSU and stuff really thought that they were going to turn John Cena heel, and I love how they played off the freaking internet rumors of really making you believe that he possibly was going to do it. He didn't. He wasn't in the match for the longest time. Then he started getting accidentally hit by Jericho and Edge. Everybody's like, he has not fought Nexus yet. He's getting beat up by his own team. He might actually freaking turn heel tonight. And then he didn't. Yeah. That would probably be the only thing in the world that would make me like John Cena is if he went heel and got rid of the, his whole character whatsoever of what he does now. Well, but the only thing about that, and, and you know, as far as rumors go and everything, I agree. I would love to see John Cena have some sort of character rejuvenation because I'm sick of the Superman babyface Cena that, you know, always overcomes the odds no matter what you do to him. The big show can choke slam him through a fucking 500 watt light and he shows up on Raw the next night, you know, like nothing happened. I, to me, that really bothers me. In the past, when a guy like Jake the Snake would hit a DDT on somebody on the outside of the concrete, those guys would sell that for two or three months because it was a finisher, first of all, and it actually meant something, and there was, there was some ring psychology involved. In the WWE right now, when you do any kind of move to somebody, it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously we see DDT start out the match, but you know NXT is another example. Lucky Cannon gets laid out by The Miz and gets the skull-crushing finale on the briefcase. Ten minutes later, he's participating in the fucking obstacle course challenge like nothing happened. Hello? Yep. How does that happen? How does John Cena get concrete? How does he get DDT'd on the concrete? And then it's okay. Nothing happened. Again, this is the problem. This is There's no psychology anymore. Dude, back then in wrestling, if they, if they exposed the mat outside the ring and someone landed on that, that was game over. Match was done. This person's not winning. But not nowadays. You know, and as as far as... uh, Think about when Undertaker fought Jake the Snake, and Undertaker tombstoned Jake the Snake on the outside of the ring. That was it. I mean, stuff like that, I mean, it doesn't happen no more. No, I I agree. You know, and as far as as Cena going heel, that's not going to happen for two reasons. One, he makes tons of money for that company. And, you know... (laughs) having the kids little role model turn heel and having the kids cry in the crowd and you know their parents stop buying the merchandise isn't going to help the company and there really unfortunately is nobody else that can pick up the slack where John Cena is the top business seller I mean Rey Mysterio yeah he's still a top seller but he's getting phased out really quick I mean I he's he's oh, I one injury I, re- I literally cannot stand him on TV no more he's literally one injury away from being retired I mean like, I, I hated it so much. I really love what they're doing with Kane. Kane's pulling off, in my opinion, some great promos, and they put him in a freaking match with Rey Mysterio. It's like, really? Out of all the people, you're going to make him fight Rey Mysterio at freaking SummerSlam. What a horrible match this is going to be. No, I I don't know. But, I, there's there's just there's I, nobody that can take his place. That's the problem. True. 
Like, I mean, I will give WWE credit on they built him up so high that, I mean, it, I would never say he's on the level of Hogan. That ain't possible. But it's almost like a Hogan thing when Hogan changed and, went, and finally went heel and went to the NWO. It will be almost that devastating to all these people, especially the younger audience out there that likes him, if he ever turns heel. But the thing is, is when they turn him heel, like you said, they have to have somebody else that can go against him, that everybody else, like the younger audience and stuff, that really buys all his merchandise, they have to have somebody else that they can rally behind to beat Cena. But I don't see anybody else that big right now. Yeah, I mean, Orton, uh, they're talking about in the chat room. I like Orton, and I think Orton is is fantastic. He's he's so stone-cold Steve Austin right now because he's not really a face and he's not really a heel. You know, he can do either or. But he's not over to the effect that a John Cena is, as much as I hate to admit it. His merchandise is not going to sell as much as John Cena's. I mean, he, he doesn't have that stone-cold character where he's got 20,000 T-shirts out there. That was the best thing about Steve Austin. You know, he never really changed. Yeah. The fans just kind of embraced him. And then every week you had a different T-shirt. And, you know, at one point in time, I think I owned just about every stone-cold T-shirt there was. So, I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that's exactly what they're doing with John Cena right now. I mean, like every so often, I mean, just now, like, boom, everybody's got every, all of his fans got so many freaking wristbands and stuff, but he, now he's got purple and yellow that he debuted in L.A., obviously, because of the Lakers. But boom, everybody's buying all that crap now. That was selling out like crazy at the event. Yep. And it's going to be that way for a long time. And that's, like you said, it's one of the reasons they won't change it because they make too much freaking money off him. You know, I, I, I personally would love to see a WrestleMania match between Orton and, and Cena with the roles reversed, where, you know, Randy Orton is the face and John Cena is the heel. To me, that has marketability yeah, all over it. Too. You know, I mean, Miz, yeah, I is, think it'd be awesome. Miz is a guy that I see taking the top spot at some point. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, when I was at the event, I made a comment. I was like, who would have thought almost a year ago that these would be the guys that we would be watching? Yep. I mean, who would have thought that Miz... I mean, Miz has come so far. I mean, who would have thought that we'd be watching all these NXT rookies being booked in a great way that is really making you believe that what is going on is awesome? I mean, who, I mean, I would have never thought these would be the people that I would be actually freaking entertained by on television. But they've done, a, in my opinion, they've done a great job booking, you know, certain angles and stuff like that. And again, who would have thought freaking Kane would be our champion right now? I know. He's been with the company for so freaking long, and finally, out of all the crap that they freaking drug him through, he's finally getting what he deserves. Well, it's because he's on the way out. Yeah, and I mean, it's, that's awesome that they're doing it. I mean, what the crap? I, I just like the promos and stuff, and the music treatment they're giving him, and the effects and stuff. Imagine how cool that would have been if he's been doing that for a long time instead of all the gay crap they've been putting him in. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I I completely agree with that. Who would have thought a year ago that The Miz and John Morrison, upon breaking up and going separate brands, who would have thought that The Miz would have been the one to become the next big superstar and poor John Morrison is just kind of stuck in the mid-card in hell? Yeah, everybody thought it was going to be the other way around. You know, I, I'm a Everybody big Morrison knows, John, fan. John Morrison, next Shawn Michaels and all this stuff. And the next thing you know, here comes the freaking Miz cutting the promos of his life. Yep. And, you know, on, 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 the, on the plus for Morrison, when he was on SmackDown, uh, the matches he was having with CM Punk, I mean, those were classics. Every week those guys got into the ring, you know, Morrison looked like a, like a million bucks. 
And, you know, they I moved. think that was a downer, is they should have kept Morrison on SmackDown. Yeah, I think so, too. Putting him on Raw was a bad idea. He could be a top dog on the SmackDown brand. I mean, granted, his promos aren't as good as The Miz is, but I think his, his in-ring stuff is a lot better than Miz. If you had... Yeah, in-ring, he's better. If Morrison could talk, like, not even... I mean, he's barely even decent. If he could talk, then, he, yeah, he would be the total package. You know, if you Not could, Lex Luger. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. If you could actually take John Morrison and The Miz and, and put them together and make one wrestler, that'd be a fucking really talented fucking person right there. Like, I mean, I would have rather seen, like, a six-pack challenge match or something, you know, at the SummerSlam, but that freaking promo that Miz walked out and cut was probably the best one he's ever done. The way he freaking went back and forth with the crowd, everything, and he, he pulled off a little bit of rock in there. You know, you don't say my catchphrase and all that stuff. He did a great job with that promo. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of static in the chat from people saying Morris, Morrison can't fucking wrestle. I'll admit he's he's gone a little downhill in the last little while, but I'll know. admit that as well. He has gone downhill. I mean, people were wondering how how many weeks he's going to go and not hit the Starship Pain. Yep. Like he he supposedly they say he hit it, but he missed the guy by like a fair mile. He like hit him with his wrist. Oh, I know. That, that was the best one. That was, that was awesome. I love the fact that he knew he was going to miss, and he put that hand out there so he could connect. Yeah. That was hilarious. Like, we were so excited. Like, and so many people. It was hilarious, too, because there's a lot of big-time wrestling fans in our box because it was mostly community and not just media there. And when everybody seen him hit the Starship Pain finally, a freaking SummerSlam, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, it's the first time he's hit it in, like, months. Yeah, I I really think they need to get away from the shooting star press for him and, and find or the, excuse me the starship pain and find him something else because you know what whatever happened to his neck breaker the the fuck what, what the fuck was it called? Oh crap! I, I can't even think of the name. Moonlight Drive. Moonlight Drive. That was what there you it was. go. Yeah, Moonlight Drive. Yeah, I mean at least that that had you know he could hit that every time, but you know he's got to get away from it. I mean he's. Definitely not doing himself any favors. I, I just, I, I, you know, I keep holding out that one day he's going to start working better in the ring again. I don't know what, what, what's going on with him if he's just discouraged because he's getting a lack of a push. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. But there was a time when John Morrison, I thought, was a damn good wrestler in the ring. He put on some great matches with some great competitors. And it would be nice to see The Miz one day be the world champion. And then those two kind of have a feud at WrestleMania and Morrison go over and maybe get a big push. It would be nice. Well, hopefully it doesn't get worse now that Molina's on the road with him again. Too many late nights and he ain't going to be a wrestle at all. Yeah, no shit. No. On so that, I don't know. Maybe she'll put a freaking spring back in, spring back in his stuff. Something needs to. He's got that heel he beard going. She was gone and he was depressed. Well, yeah, that, that could have been it. You know, he's got that fucking heel beard thing going on. That's hilarious, too, especially since it's freaking red. Yeah. Yeah, we we always like to talk about how he misses the starship pain and his epic heel beard. It's one of the topics of discussion on this show. Like the announcers keep saying he's like the next Shawn Michaels and stuff, and that that's what Shawn Michaels had all the time was the freaking scruff. Right. So looks like they're going to be trying to do that crap. No, well, they already are, but just the fact is they're not pushing him. Yeah, he he's definitely so, got a point. He, he's he's really got to step in and, and and do the work. I mean, it it just seems like he's. Kind of slacked off in, in a little while. I mean, I'm really sick of sitting back and waiting. They need to push Christian. I can't believe it's been this long. 
I agree. I, I mean, mean if, this, if he really goes out of wrestling again and does not get a push this time, I am going to be so freaking ticked. I got to be honest. I was disappointed he didn't win Money in the Bank. I, I really thought that Christian should have won that and then been the guy to kind of cash that Money in the Bank in and get a run. But, I mean, it's nice to see Kane get that run that, you know, obviously he's going to retire. Probably the taker is going to be the one to take him out. You know, but at some point somebody's got to take Taker out too. I mean, I would like to think he's going to go out and still be undefeated, but in all honesty, he should have some young superstar beat him at WrestleMania. I don't think he will. Because truthfully, I don't think, and it's just because I'm a huge Undertaker fan, but I really don't think if someone beats him, it ain't going to help him. Passing the torch in wrestling nowadays means nothing. That's true. And as big as the the streak, I mean the streak, and they admit that was the last WrestleMania. The streak is bigger in every belt they got. There's no belt in wrestling better than the streak now because they've built up so much, and I really don't think that it would help anybody if they beat him. Because passing the torch, they've done it so many times in wrestling, and it never works. I mean, look when they tried to Hulk Hogan in friggin' The Rock. That didn't work. I mean, passing the torch never works anymore. And, tr- and mostly. Back in the day when they used to pass the torch, you know, Andre passed it to the Hogan, and Hogan tried to pass it to the Warrior, and then he gave it back and all that stuff. Too many people know the ins and outs of wrestling to actually give a crap about passing the torch. No, that's that's very true. Uh, Crelly made an interesting point just a minute ago in our our uh, Skype chat that it would be smart to bring in Ted DiBiase Jr. to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, considering that Ted Sr. is the one that brought him in in the first place. Interesting, but I don't, I don't think I, I don't think Ted is ready. I don't think he's. I, I would really like to know what they're doing with DiBiase. Like we were surprised on Raw because he, he had nothing in SummerSlam. We we're like, oh, I think someone in our row actually commented and said, oh, where they freaking pulled Ronnie pulled Ted, Ted DiBiase out of the freaking ditch? He's gonna come out and wrestle for us. It's like, what are they doing with these guys? Well, you know the, the thing he about got him trading around with Maurice, which truthfully, him and Maurice seem pretty freaking awkward when they're together. It does seem a little awkward. But yeah, I have I have different theories on that. I mean, I've always kind of figured Ted was better suited as a babyface. To me, he has babyface potential all over him. I don't really dig him as a heel. And because I mean, he doesn't look like a heel. He looks like a fucking straight up babyface. The way he cuts his promos. Yeah. I mean, I understand they want him to be his dad. His dad was by far one of the, in my opinion, one of the best heels I've ever seen, especially on the mic. Yeah, in and my, he cannot pull that kind of promo off. He cannot pull off a heel promo like that. I don't care if they have him start really doing what his dad's doing, being a jerk to kids or anything. I just don't see him pulling that off. He, when you look, just like you said, when you look at him, he looks like a freaking face. You know, Ted DiBiase like, Senior being a jerk. Ted DiBiase Senior was, as you just said, in my opinion, the best wrestler to never have worn the WWF Championship. But he didn't need it. He was so over as a heel. That was the whole purpose between, uh, behind the million-dollar belt. Now, the cool thing about that is they are actually, it looks like they're going with a program at Night of Champions. I guess they're going to start building this up soon. But the rumors I'm hearing is that they're going to reignite this thing between Morrison and DiBiase. And at Night of Champions, that uh, million-dollar belt's going to be on the line, which would lead you to believe Morrison's going to win that belt from DiBiase. Maybe he'll win his woman, too. Maybe. Uh, you know, the thing about... The DiBiase thing is they wanted to build a stable with him, too. And, unfortunately, his brother got hurt, and I think they were going to bring in Joe Hennig. That was before they moved him to NXT because Brett got hurt. 
and they were going to call them the Fortunate Sons. So, you know, when I think about that, I think that if you were going to have the Fortunate Sons stable, you'd bring in a guy like Joe Henning, and you'd bring in Husky Harris, because that kid, you know, I think it's a mistake that he was eliminated, because Husky is probably the most impressive guy on that roster to me right now. I mean, he's a big guy that can fucking work, and doesn't matter that he doesn't have the physique of a Greek god. You know, he's got the charisma, he can talk on the microphone, and he's got that mean streak. I mean, he just reminds me of like a, a Terry Gordy meets, you know, Dusty Rhodes kind of thing. A little, with a little freaking Samoa Joe thrown in, I think. Yes, good reference. But you know, I I think yeah. that he's gonna he's gonna show up on one of the main rosters. There's no doubt in my mind he's gonna be a star. Oh yeah, there's there's a couple people on that show that I, just like the first season I think are gonna be stars. You know, now that they've they've eliminated Percy, and they've gotten Darren Young out of the the Nexus, I almost see Percy Watson reteaming with uh, with Darren Young. They were actually a tag team in FCW, and I think. That has babyface yeah. tag team written all over it. Those guys will be great together. See, here's something that really rang a bell with me because this past week when I was sick, I started watching like old wrestling DVDs, and I watched the Monday Night Wars again. And just watching through that DVD again, and them going through the steps of how you know WCW pretty much the way it was being run and everything else pretty much just killed itself, and because all the backstage backstage politics and stuff. What's going on in wrestling right now with WWE and TNA? Even though, I mean, there really ain't no competition whatsoever. But what's going on is it's kind of like what went on with WCW and WWE at that time. TNA is pulling older talent from WWE. While, at the same time, WWE is right now in the process of building up so much younger talent to keep their company going into the future... TNA is really not doing that. They're living off this old WCW stuff, old WWF stuff, old ECW stuff. And they're going to find themselves in the same boat as WCW as WWE sits over here and builds up all this new talent. And it happened the same thing with WCW where they were trying to pull WWF's older talent. And at the same time, WWE was reaching into their pool and pulling over guys, you know, like Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho, pulling all their younger talent in. And that seems like what's going on right now in wrestling. And they're, they're over here living in the past in TNA, and WWE's over here building up all these new freaking young guys that's going to carry their company for a long time. And a lot of them are already over. Nope. So with WWE building all this new younger talent up that's going to keep their company going for a long time, TNA, I don't know what they're doing over here living in the freaking past with ECW and all this crap. I mean, that stuff was awesome at its time, but not now. These guys do not look good on television half of them. See, that's that's something I've been saying for a long time. I wasn't I wasn't real keen on them doing a hardcore pay-per-view, but I admit I actually enjoyed that pay-per-view for nostalgia reasons. Um, you know, it it got a better buy rate for them. But when when I One think of the things that really took me out of the whole moment was when the Dudleys and everybody was in the ring and they're all waiting for Fat Joel to jump in the ring. And finally you hear Bubba Ray say, "Get in here, Joel." <laughs> Yeah, And it's like, really? You guys are yelling this loud and talking to each other, telling each other what you're supposed to do for the next part of the match? It's like, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I, I definitely didn't buy it to, to see great wrestling. I, you know, these guys are past their prime and, and all this and that. And it's funny because they kept promoting it was going to be a one-night thing, and now they've 
completely turn their product into ECW, basically. Which, which, okay, it's fine. It's starting to do stuff for them. But there was an article that came out. Uh, well, it was an article. It was a blog by Rob Van Dam where he was talking about, and I brought this up on WNL last night, but he was talking about how TNA brought in two rock stars and him and Jeff Hardy. And, you know, they're making changes to the place, and because of them, they're on the map. And, that you know, the guys that are the old talent that have been there weren't doing it. And as long as they stay with the company, as long as RVD and Jeff Hardy are there, and they keep bringing up the buy rates, that those guys will get noticed too, and it'll help everybody. And I just about died reading that. It's like, you really think that? TNA was the best back when I paid $10 to watch him on a freaking pay-per-view weekly. Yeah, I've heard that. I I didn't see a lot of those $10 weekly pay-per-views, but I've heard that. And if they did that awesome wrestling and stuff like they did back then, that's the thing. They got they turned themselves into trying to be WWE so fast that they alienated so many people that paid for their weekly pay-per-views and stuff. And it's like, okay, I watched you guys and actually paid you weekly to watch your show because you were different than what I'm getting over there. Now you're trying to show me almost the same thing I'm seeing over there, but just in a lower card version. I don't want that. I watched you because you were different. Now you're trying to be them, and not only them, you're trying to be companies that went down the frickin' toilet. Yep. I don't know, man. It's 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 going downhill quick. On that note, though, I think uh, oh, we're we're almost three hours into this show, so I'm about ready to kind of end things for tonight disappointed nobody called in that's it I, I i guess we were just too interesting for the for them to call in tonight that's how does that effect on people well you know what it's been a good conversation and uh, like i said i really enjoyed hearing about the trip uh unfortunately I, I would have loved to have gone on that trip with you but man that was sounds like it was a, a hell of a time it was pretty awesome like i said man it's the first time THQ's ever done like a community event. Usually they used to bring us out there is just the media, which I prefer the community event. Uh, it's more, I guess, more personal. The media event, you kind of get the, here, this is what we're showing this year. We, you know, hope you like it or whatever. And But no, this is cool. I mean, Aaron Kaufman, he, THQ's media manager, outdone himself. And everybody else involved, all the people that are there, Brian, everybody. Uh, of course, can't forget Marty Stevens. They all, they all outdid themselves. They freaking made sure... We had a lot of time and got a lot of time to play the game and also got a lot of time to talk to them and tell them straight up stuff that they really wanted to hear. They want us to rip their game apart and tell them, yeah, this is, this is horrible. This sucks. You need to fix this or just get rid of it. But, yeah, we had a lot of time to talk to them about that stuff, and it was, it was really cool. More than ever, I would say, I put this out on my Twitter when I went to the event, more than ever, wrestling game fans can feel that their wrestling game is in the right hands because how much they're, I mean, you thought they listened to you guys before. They're really listening to you now. That's awesome. So anything that you think is crap in the game, make sure you mention it, because this year's game already is big proof that they are fixing what people are saying is a problem. They fixed a lot of match types this year. They brought in the new cell. You know, people complain about tables, ladders, and chairs matches, something like that forever. They threw in the new physics engine to fix all that. And just like we talked about earlier, the downloadable content stuff, you can edit all that stuff now. You can trade stuff with everybody. But, yeah, keep letting them know what you don't like. and what's, I mean, they get an overwhelming response of something that, you know, people don't like this. They're not going to keep it in their game because that's going to stop somebody from buying it. 
So continue to let them know because they want to hear it more than ever. That's right. Be vocal. I mean, this this is kind of akin, really, when you think about the gameplay changes that they made in this series. This game is kind of ranked up there with "Here Comes the Pain" for like stuff they've done that's kind of revolutionized uh, the genre. So, here's something I want to mention. It's just a little touch, little tweak thing that I'm sure most people know about. I kind of explain how it works. Is when you actually Irish whip somebody in the corner. Now you have two different positions in the corner. If you hit up on the joystick, it sits the guy. It takes your opponent and sits them up on the turnbuckle, and then from that position, you can grapple him and do like a superplex, or you can do just various different moves once you sit him up on the turnbuckle. Because, I mean, in real life, the guy actually sits him on the turnbuckle first and then initiates the move. He just doesn't throw him on the turnbuckle randomly and initiate the move for you. So you got more control over that. And also, instead of hitting up and sitting on the turnbuckle, once you Irish whip him in the corner, if you hit down on the joystick, he will actually flip him upside down and put him in the tree of woe position. Which wow. then gives you you know, the opportunity to do, like, Tommy Dreamer's finisher or, or grab a chair and run and kick it in his face or something. I mean, it's really cool that they added little touches like that. Oh, see, that that's awesome. And that's where you see in the screenshot, like, where uh, they have the screenshot of, uh, I believe it's Jericho that's in the tree of woe position, and then Miz is on the outside of the ring grabbing him by his head and wrenching his head backwards towards the post. So they're going to have all kinds of little tweaks and touches like that, have little moves you can do out of that position. So those are two, like, new positions that they've added uh, just in the corner this year. Oh, fuck. You know what? I, it's probably not in the game, but I'm fucking praying that they brought in the... Sharpshooter. Yes. The, the the figure four on on the ring rope. Or the ring post. Oh, it'd be nice. How awesome would it be, man? I mean, we all know Bret Hart's in the game already. How awesome would it be, like, when you usually grab somebody and drag them to the corner and do the ten punches? You can set it up to where he actually drags them to the post and slaps on the sharpshooter. Well, you know, even in the game now, and I'm disappointed this wasn't implemented, but even in SVR 10, you have the uh, the hotspot position where you can, you know, kick them in the gut and then drag them, uh, you know, into the into the post and then you know mess with the leg. It would be nice if you had the option, you know, of turning that right into a, a figure four. I mean, it just seems like it'd be a natural yeah. thing. Yep, uh, man. Like I said. Uh, the stuff that people know about the game already, they, they're telling us at the event and stuff that there, there's plenty more to come. There's a lot more new stuff that people don't know about yet that you'll know before it comes out on October 26th. So. A lot of cool stuff, just not just the roster. I mean, they got stuff involving game modes and stuff like that. They wouldn't tell us what, but they got some pretty cool stuff that people are going to are saying they're pretty, pretty psyched about. Plus, there's more online stuff they're saying they haven't talked about yet. But, yeah, there's there's a lot more they need to talk about before it comes out. That's cool, man. As the information comes out, we'll definitely uh, provide you guys with what you need to know right here on Unplugged. So on that note, I think we're going to end the show for tonight. Any last words, Charles? No, man, just uh, check out calls.ws, man. we got awesome – I mean, I'm sure when the game comes out, if you have something you want to find for creative wrestlers and just want to talk about the game, that's the spot to do it. Huge community over there. People, most of them, you always got your couple jerk-offs, but most of them are happy to help out and – like I said, if you're a person like myself that's not that great at creating uh, calls, you'll find some of the badass calls that you've ever seen over there on the forums. So give it a shot. Check it out. Call that WS. Sounds awesome. Sean, you got anything? Uh, Mafia 2 review next week right here on Unplugged. Uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Crelly? No, I have none. Yeah, you do. You got a song to sing, bitch. Oh, geez. 
I've, I've given you almost a long time to fucking come up with this. You owe people a song, so you're about to sing. What are you going to sing? Bed, then. I will sing next week on WNL when you give me a song, give me six days to learn it, and I'll sing it next week on WNL. So I have to give you a song, in other words. Yes, give me a song. Give me a good song that I know, and I will sing it next week on WNL. Okay, I tell you what, I will get you a song for next week, okay. but you will sing on WNL yes. next week. If you don't, you're fucking fired. That's okay, the worst. Shit. Why would you not just? Why would you not just say you would sing right now? Now you got it. You don't even get to pick your song. I would have just sung right now. No shit. Yeah, because, dude, it's seven twenty in the morning. Okay, right now my mind's blank. So, oh, yeah, I, can, I, can only imagine, I can only imagine the freaking juicy song you're going to have to sing next week. Uh, as long as I'm not fired, it, it's all good. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we'll have you sing some weather some weather girls. It's raining men. Thanks, JJ, man. I feel, I feel the love. Hey, brother, you had the opportunity earlier, and you said you would sing tonight before the show went off the air. I didn't bug you about it. it the show is coming man. to an I mean, end, and you <laughs> fucked up. So now... We're going to set the music and everything up next week, and your ass is going to do a four-minute fucking musical number on Wrestling News Live. Congratulations. You're fucked. I don't need to find the most horrible freaking song you could find and have it be the longest song ever. Yes, that's awesome. Actually, just put it on repeat and see if you'll even notice that he's singing it over again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Crelly, you, you just made your life that much worse, my friend. Oh, Dear boy, God, please strike right me down. <laughs> but on that on that bombshell, be sure to check out the Head of Clowns this Friday night. Yeah, you might be there. I don't know. <laughs> on that note, guys, we're done. Crelly's singing next week on Wrestling News Live. I'm going to mark tape. If he doesn't, he's fired, people. It's over for Crelly. So he's definitely going to sing. I want to thank Charles Shane for coming aboard and... Uh, Giving us the information on SmackDown versus Raw. I enjoyed talking some wrestling with you. And again, check out www.caws.ws for all your uh, wrestling needs as far as video game characters go. Some of the best looking creative superstars on the web today. Sensational Sean's out. Of course, I'm Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay. And you've just been unplugged. We'll see you next week. As for me, I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. you got to live life, huh? that sound good? Great. Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye. (laughs)